everybody, it's PodQuest time. Yeah. Hey. It's episode 218 of PodQuest, in fact. Nice. That's like almost what year it is, but not quite. We're really I mean, far just, away from that, actually. I have a zero in there. I get where that's, it's going. That's what I'm that. saying. But I'm also... I'm just saying, like, far. it's... It's not even like a round, like, you can't even just say we're a thousand off, because it's not a thousand off. And that's not episode, what I'm... At, at, at episode 18, we were two thousand. And I, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're a thousand. I'm just saying, like, kind of almost the year we are, because all you need to do is add a zero between two and the one, and it's 2018. It's just, it's just trying to be silly. Stop picking well, it apart. Well, look, you failed. And continue. You failed. It happens. We're used to it by now. Mm-hmm. So let's just move on. Then you should just let the crickets go and then move on instead of commenting on it. Jeez. Anyway, it's Tuesday, October 30th, 2018, the day before Halloween. Yes. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Yep. And Druton's back. I'm back. It's been a while. It has been. Welcome back. Life has been weird. Life is usually weird. So. Yeah, life is always weird. There, there's even a game series about how strange life can be. Hmm. I wonder why. Because life is weird. I mean, especially in those games, like fucking time control powers and levitation, ki- kids with imaginations. Like, <laughs> God forbid imaginations. Strange. Look, look, Fortnite's a thing. Kids don't have imagination. If, if it's not a dance in Fortnite, they don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, true. That's about all I know about Fortnite. Kids like dancing in it. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, there's there's not a lot of news, but there's there's a there's a a, a small sort of gathering of news. It's a smattering. It. I don't like that word. I almost said it, and then I realized I just don't like it. I mean, that's a word, though, isn't it? I don't know it if it's a word. word. It is a word. So, But, like, it's a bad word. I mean, technically, bad is a bad word. No, bad's a good word. It's It sounds like it's spelled. It's easy to spell. It's easy to say. You, when you hear bad, if you speak English, you, you you immediately know what it means. I feel like that's that's even one of those words that probably transcends English. And if you say bad to somebody that doesn't speak English, they kind of get it. Dogs understand it at a, if you teach it to them. Well, you have to teach it to them. But still, like, they get the idea. Like, w- once it's there, they understand. Yeah, uh, kind of. They understand the inflection. No, dogs can understand up to this... Not up to... Do- dogs can learn the same amount of words as a human toddler. Yeah, I know. I know. They can learn the words, but... All I'm saying is, y- instead of using the word bad, you could use the word... Silly in a downward inflection to be a negative thing. It's, well, yeah, they know the inflection of the word. They learn that, and then when they hear the word, they think of the inflection. Yeah, I mean, for for, for stuff like that, for like intangible objects. But like, you could teach them that a ball is spaghetti, and yeah. every time they pick up the ball, call it spaghetti, well, and eventually you say, "Go get spaghetti," and the dog will go get its ball. Well, that's why our dogs always knew their toy as their baby. Like, go get your baby, and they would run over, grab their toy, and bring it over to them. So it was their baby. It that's was fucked. Their... That's how that's... language works. That's fucked up, though. That's what my parents always did. Words are meaningless. This is true, too. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of meaningless, guys, Sony released the full list for the PlayStation Classic. Nice segue. Boy. Boy. That's a list, all right. That is a list. It's a stupid list. So... For the most part. So in in case you you didn't catch it the first time around, Sony is jumping on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. of releasing a mini version of one of their old consoles, in this case, the original PlayStation. Yeah. Yep. It's due out December 3rd of this year for $100. Way too overpriced. It's going to have 20 games on it. It does not have 20 games that make it worth paying $100. No. So, and much like the Nintendo versions of this, the there's a difference in the American version and the Japanese version. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the American version of it 
gets the following 20 games. Battle Arena Toshinden, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, the the first Persona, yeah, uh, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, to- uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. And honestly, I could pick about, let's see, one, two, three... Uh, four, just because I don't know it, five, because I don't care about it, probably about seven games that I really don't care about, seven to eight games I don't care about, being Cool Borders, Destruction Derby, Grand Theft Auto, Jumping Flash, Mr. Driller, um, Super Puzzle Fighter, and I, 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 I wasn't counting when I was saying that, but there's just too many that I don't care about, and a few that are just an interesting choice. There are, there are two games on this list that... I would even be remotely interested in playing, and that's the first Persona, Revelations Persona, mm-hmm. and Wild Arms. Wild Arms, I've tried playing it. It's fair. I, Wild Arms was at, was at like a fighting game, right? No, no it's a, it's a no. JRPG it's a, set in set like in a Wild Western West. setting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's it's it is the prequel to Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> okay, okay. It takes place prior to Red Dead Revolver in the the Rockstar universe. I wish. There is actually, somebody found there, there's like an old game that apparently Rockstar somehow worked on years ago in like the 90s that is also a Western game that I guess has similar, like it, it's not an open world game by any means. It's like a 90s PC game, but it's got certain characteristics that kind of carried through into the Red Dead series. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was like legitimate, like it happened on purpose or if it's just one of those somebody kind of just went digging and found the pieces and put them together to make them work, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so the Japanese version of the classic, that is going to have a actually a, a pretty drastically different list. I, I have a list of like the differences, I'm, like the games. Like I, oh, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the list, so let me read that first. Um, so the Japanese one has Ark the Lad, Ark the Lad 2, Armored Core, Battle Arena Toshinden, Devil Dice, Final Fantasy VII, G. Darius, Gradius Gaiden, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Parasite Eve, Persona, Resident Evil, Ridge Racer Type 4, Saga Frontier, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Tekken 3, and Wild Arm. And in my opinion, much better lineup. I don't know if I'd say much better, but better. I way think the U.S. lineup's better. I I think the... Alright, actually, I'll rephrase. I think the U.S. lineup is more games that are synonymous with PlayStation, and especially the PlayStation. The only thing I would say is the the Japanese one has a few titles that I think would have been would have been a good fit for both regions. Like, I think Armored Core was a pretty well-known PlayStation game. Yeah. Um... Armored Core and Parasite Eve are kind of it for what on the Japanese list, I think. Yeah. Should be on the US list. Like, I would swap out Mr. Driller and something else for Armored Core and Parasite Eve. Also, but... I did look it up. Mr. Driller was literally supposed to be Dig Dug 3. Okay. So. Yeah. It's... I thought it was a like a Dig Dug clone or something like that, but it was actually created at to be like a third one and they transitioned it into what it is instead. Yeah, like I, I would I would say t- if you swapped out Mr. Driller and 
Rainbow Six for Armored Core and Parasite Eve on the U.S. one. Like, do I feel? Uh, I, I, I would. I would go opposite. I would. I would keep Rainbow Six or even get rid of Rainbow Six as well, but also get rid of Grand Theft Auto. I I think Rainbow Six and Grand Theft Auto should both stay, just because they were. They were sort of they were first entries in major franchises that really did like help to start the like Grand Theft Auto not quite as much because Grand Theft Auto three is what really made that game that series what it is. Um, but like I still feel like both of them kind of they have roots. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying Intelligent Rainbow Six doesn't Intelligent Cube though that can fucking go away. That was a really cool game though. Like I don't know if you play like I. I never got it, but we rented it for like a weekend, and I had so much fun playing that game. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't even know what it is. It's you, an interesting puzzle, like platformer kind yeah, of. Like, yeah, you played as a guy, and there was all these cubes that you ran around on, and there were cubes coming at you, like rolling towards you, and you had to like find your way to get through these cubes. Like, it, yeah, it was like a puzzler, and you had to get to certain points and, and get through the level. You so you would set a thing on the ground. That would blow up certain pieces, and then there were certain pieces you couldn't blow up at all, uh, and then there were like green ones that would also blow up the ones around it or something like that. But yeah, it was a puzzle maze game that was okay. interesting. Like, I feel like there's probably could it six go? free versions on sure. cell phone now. I honestly can't say I've ever seen anything exactly like in IQ, but yeah, I don't know. Like. If it wasn't on there, I wouldn't be like, oh, how did they not put Intelligent Cube on that list? That's fair. Yeah, like, seeing it on there, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That game was neat. But if it wasn't on there, I would have just been like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Like, that game was just a throwaway game. Like, I think it's ridiculous. They have Cool Borders 2 and Destruction Derby. Like, are those games absolutely necessary? Cool Borders, sure, but Destruction Derby, no. Like, you can definitely remove Cool Borders and Destruction Derby and add Armored Core and Parasite Eve, or the Ark the Lad series, or G. Darius, or any of those. Like, I mean, Cool Borders is a Sony-developed game, so that was easy for them to get yeah. on there. So, uh, and, like, again, for things that were, like, synonymous with the system at that time, like, the Cool Borders series, like, I f- feel like had to be on there. They had to have a Cool Borders on there. You know what's weird that's missing, though? Jet Moto. Yes, Actually, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just thought about it as I was talking about it. Gran Turismo. Yeah. Th- also a weird. Sony... That's not on there. Yeah, it's a Sony-developed series. Was that a PlayStation 1 game yeah. originally? Yeah, the, the original two. The first two were on PlayStation 1. So, and really, like, if you think about it, um, Ridge Racer is more of, like, an arcade racer. Yeah. Gran Turismo is your more simulation racer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would have complemented each other nicely on this for fans of racing games. Yeah. yeah. Especially of, like, that era of racing game. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's why I feel like... I know you say Ridge Racer is synonymous for PlayStation, but I would go as far as to say get rid of Ridge Racer and add Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah, no. I would make that swap if you told me that was a swap. Like, Gran Turismo is a world's better, in my opinion, racing game than the Ridge Racer games. But they're two different racing games. Uh, yeah, so. they're drastically different games. That There was an arcade style in Gran Turismo. Not like Ridge Racer. Yeah, like... like a, a simulation racer that has an arcade mode and an actual arcade racer, very different. I personally don't like simulation racers. I think arcade racers are cool, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I would rather play Ridge Racer over Gran Turismo. I think the closest to a simulation racer I like is um, Forza Horizon. 
and I don't even like the driving in that game. It's just super pretty. Or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I like the driving. I don't like the racing. Yeah, I just like driving around the the fucking scenery. Um, do you want to read the list of? Um, well, the difference in the games. Well, the games that are on both are Battle Arena Toshinden, which I remember that was my first game for PlayStation. That had to be on there. I'm so happy they put it on there. Real quick, Drew, do you happen to remember where in Ranking of Fighters that falls? Did have they done? Did they do Battle Arena Toshinden one? Oh, they only did two so far, haven't they? I mean, isn't I don't think they have like a Google Doc for that, do they? They do. Well, you look that up while Richie continues. Yeah. Reading. Um, Final Fantasy VII, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Persona, Resident Evil, Ridge Racer Type Four, Super Puzzle Fighter, Tekken Three, and Wild Arms are on both. So that's what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So what? Fourteen games, I think. So. Six games each have... There are six unique titles on each. Twelve games. Tw- eight, eight unique. Okay. Eight titles unique, yeah. I, I ended up counting the ones that aren't unique, or that are unique, and that was last numbers. Um, So for the Japanese, you've got Ark the Lad 1 and 2, Armored Core, Devil Dice, G. Darius, Gradius Gaiden, per- Parasite Eve, and Saga Frontier. I'm so frustrated that they don't have Parasite Eve on both. Like, that is such, like... To me, that was such a pivotal PlayStation game. Like You can buy it on the PlayStation Classic Now thing, whatever the hell it's called, on your PS4. Uh, yeah, I could. Uh, and if I had the money, I probably would. Like the, It's probably only like three bucks. Those games were like so good. Like the Paris, I think, I remember one year when we like learned about Parasite Eve, and then we got all of them. Me, my brother, and Shahed, we all just stayed up for like a weekend straight and played through all three Parasite Eve games. Or at least the first, I can't remember if there are two or three, but we played through all of them that were released at the time. I believe there are two Parasite Eve. I think he's right, I'm not sure though. I, I could have sworn there was like a third one, but it wasn't quite Parasite Eve, or maybe it just never came to America, I can't remember. But it's just like, those games are just like, they were such a cool take on like the RPG action style that they had. So, one thing to keep in mind with those nostalgia goggles on, on the PlayStation, unless it was a turn-based RPG... It did not age well, and even then, those didn't age well. Their the mechanics are just still playable. Uh, uh, you played Parasite Eve? No. So it was an action RPG style where when you went to attack, it would it would freeze the world. Kind of like Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Okay. And like it was gunplay, like it was shooting against monsters. Did it require the analog sticks? I don't remember. Cause if, if it was late enough, and it required, I don't know, I don't remember when it came out, but if it came out post DualShock. That would be why it's not on there. The same reason, um... But it's on... It's on the one, not the other. Are we not getting... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. so it didn't need the sticks. Right, yeah, yeah, so it, it didn't. Sorry. And it's like, so what would happen is if a monster came out, it would, like... The like the monster would attack you, but when you went to go choose what you were going to do, it would freeze, and, like, a sphere would go around your character, and that was your range, and you would choose, like, what kind of weapon you would shoot them with and stuff like that, and it was... It was just... It was a neat take on that kind of action RPG style that... Like, I don't, I just, I feel like that's very necessary to the PlayStation. Like, um, and then the other game that I can't remember if it was a PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 game, Dino Crisis. Come on now. Where's my Dino Crisis? Nobody else liked that game. A lot of people like that game. I don't think you're right. But, like, I, I want my Dino Crisis. I missed that game. That game was amazing. Because it was that's like, a, that, honestly, that's another one you see at, like, Used game shops and on. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can buy it on PlayStation now. But but like at used game shops stuff, I don't have a 
PlayStation 1 to play it on. So, But if I had a PlayStation Classic that had it, then I'd be able to play it. Or I could just buy it online if I can. I'm not sure. It's just, to me, there's just a bunch of games that are just completely missing that should be on here. And it just, I also, I think they just made straight up bad decisions with the separation of US and Japanese game load up. Like, they could have just had, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. So, well, I mean, like, the Japanese one is heavy on JRPGs and side scrolling shooters. Like, which is what they play. play Ark the Lad. Doesn't move the needle over here at all. Um, I've played some Saga Frontier and kind of like Saga Frontier. It's not a Square RPG anyone gives a shit about in the US. There's a lot of Square RPGs nobody gives a shit about that are actually super good RPGs that. That because it's not Final Fantasy VII, they they don't care about. Basically. Um, So for what it's worth, the way that the, the games break down on at least the US version, eight of the games are actually Sony owned and published. Three of them are from Bandai Namco. Two of them are, or two each. So four games total are from Capcom and Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, and then Atlas, Square Enix, and Konami have one game each on there. And then you have um, Grand Theft Auto and Oddworld Ad- Abe's Odyssey. The original publishers are no longer in business. Yeah. So for the most part, like, they kind of got a good... What's the way to put this? They... They got, they went out and got stuff from a lot of the companies that you think of when you think of PlayStation games. Just not necessarily mm-hmm. the games you think of from those companies. Yeah. Like, if they were going to get a Konami game, they should have gotten a Castlevania. But, they just released Castlevania of Requiem with Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. They weren't going to put Symphony of the Night on here, unfortunately. Yeah. And I see a lot of people online complaining, like, where's Crash Bandicoot? Where's Spyro? Well, they just had triple packs or whatever being released or re- um, remasters being released, they're not going to put them on there. They want people to buy them. Exactly. And like I was saying before we started, you have Tony Hawk. Like, that should have been a shoe in mm-hmm. but they weren't going to be able to relicense all that music, and that's the biggest issue that companies that use licensed music have with re-releasing games. Like, Rock Band has had that issue with relicensing tracks before. Um, it's been long enough that, like... A, some of these bands don't exist anymore, so there's nobody to really necessarily go to, especially if the um the record label also folded. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Sony or... Who owns Tony Hawk now? Activision. Is it Activision still? Yeah, it's always been. I, could, I didn't know... For some reason, because um, Neversoft doesn't exist anymore. Right. But I couldn't remember if Activision sold the rights to somebody else at some point. No. But, like, Activision wasn't about to put out the time and effort to either get new music or renegotiate the licensing because like they're the publisher i I wonder if there's off of this so i i wonder the like weirdness about that kind of thing for for these what do you mean because they're not selling the game like it's in theory the original the original game is what's included on there. So, like, I wonder what the licensing yeah, I guess around that is. They're not profiting on the game, they're profiting on the console sale, or the, the hardware sale. Like, But, I mean, just like... Cause it's like, still so... I don't know for sure, but the way I've, I've heard other people talk about licensing when it comes to different games, usually the way that, like, the contract is worded is very particular to, like, the platform it's on. So, right. it would literally be like, 
you know, PlayStation 1 era disc games. or Like, not that they would have necessarily thought that far ahead at that time, uh-huh. but it was potentially just, like, worded yeah. in, in a way where, yeah, it's not on this anymore. It's still this game, though, but because it's on a different platform, technically, yeah, it, the licensing isn't the same. Totally possible. Yeah. I just wonder if there's a weird end around on that, because you know, it's not, like, reselling the game or putting the game up for sale again. It's the original, like, you're just, it's a thing included in a thing. Yeah, and it could 100% be, like, a non-issue, and between Sony and Activision, just nobody gave enough of a fuck to actually I mean, there are no into it. Activision games on here at all. Yeah. I mean, that would have been, like, the one big one, I think, from the time. What would have been hilarious, no Tony Hawk, but Matt Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or the, Matt Hoffman, he's the... Biker, right? Yeah. He, okay, it yeah. Is. So Matt Hoffman, Pro BMX, I think is what it was called. Yes. Um, it's just a Tony Hawk clone with bikes. Yeah. Um, it's not good in a nah, lot of ways. I mean... But it's not bad. I like Dave Mira better. All right. Like, that was that was a... a for me, like, I had more fun with that one. Um, but it's kind of like... I did not like Grind Session as much as I like Tony Hawk 2. It's fair. Grind Session's not as good. Grind yeah, Session is good, though. Yeah, Grind Session was cool. Cause grind I think, Session, underrated. I think Grind Session is what actually added, like, manuals and stuff before Tony Hawk did. Like, I think that came out first. Or maybe it was, like, maybe. reverts were in that before it, they were Yeah, it might have been reverts, because they did manuals in Tony Hawk 2. I think Grind Session came out maybe right before Tony Hawk 2? Maybe. I feel like Grind Session was between 1 and 2. It's possible. I don't remember. I own all of them. I, I ha- think I have Tony Hawk up through Underground 1. Nice. And then I have Grind Session. I don't have Matt Hoffman. Unless you count the demo on Tony Hawk 2, then I <laughs> technically have Matt Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's why they did that. Yeah. Uh, um, shit. What was I gonna, oh, no, I was I was going to say, I'd argue th- they have the right Konami game on there. Do they? Yeah, Metal Gear. Do they? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, I think so. He, it is easy at this point to play Metal Gear on different consoles. Fair. Um. It is impossible to play a good version of Castlevania on anything but the original PlayStation. Or Xbox 360. Or Xbox One. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is backwards compatible. Yeah. Because it is impossible to play on a PlayStation platform past PlayStation 1. Well, is the weird translation stuff really that big of a thing? It it sounds really bad, and they... Not that they change stuff, but the game just doesn't play the same on the PSP version, which is also what Requiem essentially is. Okay. Um, But, like... Half the appeal of that game is just the, have at thee, like all that weird stuff, and they, they redid all of that, and it's just not the same. Because, like, that that game came out in, like, the peak, nobody knows how to translate Japanese for a video game, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the ones that did it so bad that it's good. I miss those days sometimes. Yeah. Like, just really bad dubbing and localization. Yeah. Now, now people are actually, like, now you have people like Matt Papa over in Japan localizing games, and... Doing it well. Yeah, like, what a dick. Hey, Papa, in, it, put put some intentionally bad localization into something. That's what they need to do. They need to make a game but, that uh, is bad, that, like, they intentionally do these things. Like, throw in all the memes of bad bad localization, like, all oh, your base art belong to us, and I feel asleep and stuff. I bet there's an indie game that has done that. And it's prob- probably seems super forced. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the reason it worked so, like, well, I mean, it didn't always work, but I think the reason that it's so iconic now is because it was, it was, it was just them naturally not knowing what to do. Yeah. Because they didn't, they didn't have people that were like, 
good at that. Like, they, they had, like, the guy at the company that happened to speak Japanese and English, like, translating verbatim, and yeah. you can't do that. Like, half the, half the job of a localizer is to actually localize things into context for a different audience. Yeah. And, like, you can't actually just translate word for word because their sentence structure is not our sentence structure. No. Um, anyway, there's other news. There's other things that happened this week, I think. Yeah. A few things. Yeah. So, if you guys had to guess on a game that is coming to Switch that is on every other platform in the last 15 years, what game would you guess? Oh, I already read this, so that's up to Jordan. But, I mean, I also read it, but also, if you... Uh, had me guess, I would probably have said, oh, they'll probably put Resident Evil 4 on that thing. And you'd be right. Because they are. Which I'm not mad about. No. I, I, I only have, have, I think I only have one copy there. of Resident Evil 4, so. I have at least two. I might have two. I heard that Wii version was surprisingly good. Oh, yeah. I heard the, the Wii version I heard was like amazing. I just never got it. Plus, it had like the laser cannon and stuff in it, like the added stuff. That... Yeah. I think I own it on PS3 and PS4. I played it. I've only ever played it on GameCube, though. Yeah, <laughs> I I owned it, and I think I might still have it on GameCube. Even though I mean, I do have my original Wii, which so could play it. But I owned it on GameCube. I might have bought it for like PlayStation Three or something at one point. I don't remember. Um, but other than four, they're, they're also bringing Resident Evil and Resident Evil Zero over to it. Oh, I didn't um, know the, the Resident Evil One. Yeah, one. Um, I thought I, I had seen it was four and zero, but. I am I not a hundred percent sure if Resident Evil is going to be the recent remake from what, like three or four years ago, if not less than that. I imagine it would be that one. I mean, I would hope it would be, but it could also be the GameCube remake. See, that's Wasn't there the... a GameCube remake of Resident Evil One. Uh, there was a GameCube remake of, I believe, all of the Resident Evils leading up to, f- including, well, not including four, but leading up to four. Leading up to four. So I think. Like, I zero zero was on GameCube. There's and there's no two on GameCube or three. Are you sure? I could have swore they did all of them on those consoles, GameCube and PlayStation Two. I don't think two and three or whatever it was, whatever game. I, was I don't think two on. and three have. No, 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 he is right. There was there is a so Resident Evil Two was on PlayStation, Windows, Nintendo sixty four, Dreamcast, GameCube, and Game.com. Oh wait, it is on yeah GameCube. Yeah, yeah, they did them okay. all. Like that was one thing I was searching for back then was to find all of them for the GameCube. I could never find more than Resident Evil and Resident Evil Four. I th- and I think I might have had Resident Evil Zero. So I needed two, three, and Code Veronica, which I don't think came out for the GameCube. I know I had it on PS2 though. And actually, it doesn't look like the original Resident Evil. Oh, a remake. Okay, never mind. They yeah. they remake. The remake was on GameCube. Yeah, they had they did have it on GameCube. And I, then a remaster of the GameCube one was released on the modern platforms in 2015. Yeah, right. That is probably what we'll get on Switch. Right. Yeah. But still, Resident Evil Four coming to yet another platform. It's I, on goddamn everything. It's it, fantastic. It was an amazing game, though. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. It's just, like, it's it's insane. Like, I don't think Super Mario Brothers is on on as many platforms as Resident Evil 4 is at this I think at this, I think it is. No. Almost certainly not. I mean... Because I mean, you have Nintendo, Super Nintendo, 
Nintendo... No, there was never a Super Mario Brothers, like the original Super Mario Brothers on Nintendo 64. So you have Mario, or Super Nintendo, Nintendo. Game Boy Game, Advance. Yeah, Game Boy Advance. Wait, no. No, there was a, a, a Super Mario Brothers classic on Game Boy Advance. There what, was. For one? Yeah. Are you positive? It was not Super Mario Brothers Advance, which is what you're thinking. Okay. I'm going to Google this, though, instead of us just running through it in our heads. But, I mean, I'm also including all the virtual console stuff. So it was right, on Wii, but I, I, it was on Wii, Wii U, and Switch. So there's three right there. That would make six, which is right. less consoles than Resident Evil 4 is on. And, of course, the... Okay, so ports. Um, da, 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 da. This does not help at all. Man, come on, Wikipedia. You're really dropping the ball here. Um, Yeah, the Wikipedia for this only lists... Does not list everything that we know because it like it shows Game Boy Color and Super Nintendo. But I'm ninety percent sure there was also one for Game Boy Advance. It's not Game Boy Advance, and it was DS. One of them actually had like a like NES classic line of games that came out for it. So I remember them being at GameStop when I worked there. Yeah, they. I think it was Advance, or, or I do remember the NES classic. Games. Yeah, I just don't remember what it was for. But then you had, yeah, you, you had two virtual consoles, so you had the, the Wii and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I think, Drew, what did you say, that was six altogether? Yeah. And it is on the Switch's uh, Nintendo uh, Classic service. So that's seven, right? No, that would make six. Okay. So let's see. Resident Evil 4. Is on GameCube, PS2, Xbox, Sw- uh, Wii, uh, Xbox 360, PS3, iOS and Android. Oh, yeah. iOS and Android. Windows. Windows. Zebo. What? <laughs> Fuck if I know. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Right. It's been on... The only thing it wasn't released on that has come out since GameCube is the fucking Oya. <laughs> Which, I mean, you could probably get to run on there. That's true, because it's a, it's, it's, it's a Steam Android. game. So... Well, it's the, the Ouya's Android. So yeah, but just... I mean, like, I think you could run Steam games on it. I don't think so. I think so. there was a wait, wasn't there? No, I think you could get the Google app. Oh, store yeah, you on could there. get the Android version on there. And you could just get the Android version and play it on there. But yeah, like, Resident Evil is probably, like, maybe Pong or Tetris has been on more platforms. Because, I, I mean, Tetris has been a. Re- Tetris has so many different versions. and Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, like core Tetris, like official Tetris, has probably been on more because I think it's literally been on everything at one time or another. Yeah, like everything since everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything post Atari. But like the fact that this thing, like this game, has been on that many platforms in thirteen years is fucking impressive. And they still make money to justify releasing it on more platforms. Like that's I, the more impressive thing. I saw multiple people on Twitter after this got announced going like. I own four copies of Resident Evil 4. In 2019, I will own five copies of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Like, that like, game... That game was, like... That was the best of the Resident Evil games. And it went downhill from there. I didn't mind five. Five was good. Five was just under four. But then six just dropped. Oh, yeah. And then there was nothing other than, like, shitty side games for yeah. a long time. And then they had Resident Evil 7, but... I haven't played it, and it's just—it's a different feel. So to me, it's kind of a different game to Dude, be able. You to would compare. shit your pants trying to play that. game. Oh, I'm sure I would, and I want to play it so bad. I just haven't gotten around. You need to, to play it. it in VR. Uh, no. By yourself at night. No. We'll put a camera on the TV. It'll be—it'll be—it'll be a series. I'm good. You sitting here at night by yourself in VR playing Resident Evil. It was bad enough watching Haunting at Hill House at midnight. I couldn't. I can't do that. He and. 
by myself in the dark. Anyway, moving on. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, guys. Uh, did I it? don't know if you heard about it. No, um, no. What, ha- it, ha- it hasn't really been too big on the internet. No, it's only been like like $70 million or something like that, or $700 million. I don't I know. I was going to say, you were... Six hundred and seventy-five million off of that first number. I was ten times um, off of. I was ten times yeah. so under. In just its weekend debut, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it made seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars worldwide. That's insane. It is, according to Rockstar, the highest-grossing entertainment ever in a, in its opening weekend. Yep, I and mean, I mean part of that, you know, it's a sixty-dollar game, like the. They literally compare it to, like, um, uh, Infinity War and The Force Awakens, which, you know, d- uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, d- they don't actually list what Infinity War or Force Awakens made. But, like, you figure both of those movies made hundreds of millions of dollars in their opening weekend. Yeah. But, like, the average movie ticket, even at, like, the higher-end theaters, is, like, let's say 20 bucks a ticket. Mm-hmm. So that's still, even if two people go together, that's still only 40 versus 60 per game. But that's still like, and that's not counting the high end versions of exactly the Red Dead. But that still least. means that like enough people purchase this game to almost make a billion dollars in a weekend. That's insane. And right. I mean, so Grand Theft Auto Five actually broke a billion dollars in in its opening week. It's opening three days, but it released on a Tuesday, like games normally do. Yeah, this is actually like a weekend opening. Okay, that's how they're. I actually remember back in 2013 when it was like, Grand Theft Auto, biggest opening of anything ever. But this is just the biggest weekend ever. Which still, like, Rockstar can now just print its own money. Yeah. Like, it's reached Disney levels of yeah. bullshit. I, they were already printing their own money with just whatever they were doing with Grand Theft Auto. Like, that yeah. game's been out for, what, 10 years? And they're still... <laughs> and it's been on, like, six platforms. <laughs> I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five has only been out since 2013. So it's been five years. Five years. But still, it, it's it's cross-generation. So it's PS3, 360, and PS4, Xbox One. Um, I think... So I haven't, I haven't looked recently, but I'm pretty sure it is still regularly in the top ten PS4 games of the month. Yeah. Every single month. And it's, it's like... From DLC and microtransactions, they're just making so Dude, much money from Not that. even really DLC. Like, they haven't released... Y- yeah. They, it's it's all microtransactions for Grand Theft Auto yeah, Online. Online. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, I think it's actually, like, a lot of the stuff they released for that was free-to-play because of the microtransactions or something. Yeah, n- yeah like, all... Of, as far as I know, because I've never actually played it, because I, I don't like Grand Theft Auto games at all. Me either. Um, it's... N- entirely, um, like, cosmetics and stuff like that. Like, you can buy cars and stuff like that, so, you know, you can have a DeLorean in Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. Cool. But... That's what people like. People like their cosmetics. It makes no sense to me, but... And you figure, that game never goes on sale below $30, and it's five fucking years old. Yeah. And, uh, just think, from what I hear, Red Dead Redemption 2 is just Grand Theft Auto, but with horses. No, I mean... If you want to be really reductive, sure. But um, from what I've seen and heard about Grand Theft or of Red Dead Redemption, it is the closest thing to a cowboy simulator you're ever going to see. Okay, like you have to shower or you smell bad and people treat you bad. You have to shave and get your hair cut or you look like shit and people treat you bad. You have to take care of your horse, brush it, feed it, or it dies and you can never have your horse again. <laughs> if you accidentally bump somebody while riding your horse. So first off, ta- certain towns won't, if you run 
with your horse, or even gallop, like trot at like anything more than a very slow, leisurely pace, they will get mad at you and treat you bad. But if you happen to bump somebody, it will create a town-wide conflict that results in you having some sort of, not high, but high for that game's bounty on your head. That you then have to pay off before the town will, like, not try and murder you. Wow. Yeah, like, that game is insane, apparently, for kind of the, the like, the minutiny of it. Yeah. Monotony of it. I said that word wrong the first time. Are you thinking minutia? No, I was thinking monotony. Like, it's very monotonous. Okay. Like, of all just the the very t- small, tedious things you that's, have to be careful of. That's minutia. Is it? Okay. Monotonous is like, ugh, this is the same boring thing over and over. It's that too from what I hear. It is also that, but minutia is the thing you're... One podcast I was listening to, somebody had to run back to their camp. Because there's not really a quick travel other than you can pay a stagecoach to take you somewhere. Okay. But you have to find a stagecoach and then pay for it. Um, it took them almost 10 minutes to run back to their camp. And they had to run back to the camp to do any of the stuff that they needed mm-hmm. to do. So Yeah. Yeah, but people like it a whole lot. I don't get it. <laughs> Me either. So GTA 5, as of April of this year, had uh, shipped 95 million copies and generated over $6 billion. Jeez. I had seen that someplace, too. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. Like that's why people weren't sure if Rockstar was even going to bother making another game because they don't need to. Yeah, like, they could well, have not I mean, made this game and been fine. But now they made this game and now they're quadruple. But like, and the the multiplayer's not even out for Red Dead yet. Yeah, no. there's going to be a multiplayer for that. And if, yeah. if if they manage to strike gold with that, we might actually never see another Rockstar game in, until like until they need to because it's a new console generation. Yeah, which they'll just transfer Red Dead to that new console and then make a new. Um, New Grand Theft Auto near eh. the end of that well, console's life cycle. I, I think it's, we're far enough away from the new console. Like, I wouldn't be shot. Well, no, I mean, that's what they did with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto came out the year, the year that before. The consoles, did it, or, yeah, it yeah, came out twenty thirteen, like yeah. just earlier in the year. So I, I didn't realize the consoles were that old. Yeah, they're five years. Yeah, that's why pe- people getting all up in arms that like companies are talking about the next gen consoles. Like we're we're at the end of the generation, folks. It's been five years. Yeah. Like that's the 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 Wii U lasted five years. Everybody, calm down. Yeah. I just I forgot that they were that old. It's easy to forget that, especially when like the PlayStation Two lasted forever. Yeah. But the PlayStation Two's I mean, generation technically only lasted five years. Yeah. Like it was two thousand to two thousand well six years. Yeah. Um. But like the PlayStation Two happened to have games come out for it and continue to be made until twenty. 12 2011 something like that i think it was like fifa like yeah. 2011 might have been the last title on it like yeah that console was just the console that kept coming even nintendo though the original nintendo had games released for it in like 1997 or something like that <laughs> yeah like mega man 6 came out in 1995 on the nintendo right like who the fuck knows what companies what, are doing four years after the super nintendo was out five years five super nintendo came out 1990 i think no was maybe it, it was 91 it was 91. I was thinking 91. I mean, it could have been 90 Japan, 91 US. I don't know. I think that's actually it. Okay. So I think the the Genesis was 89, but the Genesis with Sonic wasn't until 90. Gotcha. They had two years of it not doing well <laughs> before. Like, Here, take the game. Well, I read that um, Console Wars book that kind of like chronicles oh, right, right. it. Yeah. And yeah, it was basically, it was packed in with um, Ogre Tactics, I think, or something like that. No, not Ogre Tactics. It was Golden, packed in. Or Golden Axe? Maybe that Altered was it. Altered Beast. Altered Beast. There okay. you go. Um, 
it was packed in with a really shitty game. Yeah. Nobody wanted it. Um, they hired a new guy to be the head of Sega America. He saw the Sonic game. He's like, okay, that needs to be our character, basically. And they started packaging the system with that, and that's when Sega actually started selling consoles. Okay. History's fun, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where were we? That was Red Dead. So, are either of you excited for Smash Brothers? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about another 40 minute Nintendo Direct on Thursday? That's fine. They're going to show you every character again in, Dude, I in hope, excruciating detail. I hope they do. I, I want them to just do more get, detail than they did at E3. I, I mean, well, like, all right, at this point. But even if they did, what, there's 80 characters, so they would get 30 seconds a character? <laughs> Dude, I want, I want that so bad. I want them to spend 30 seconds telling us what every character's up B is going to be. I mean, look, just they, up Bs. They, according to the press release, they say new information will be given out about the game. Maybe there's additional new characters. Maybe they're going to pull the character count up to 100. Who knows? Uh, that would there's probably be kind of insane for them to go from 80 to... Yeah, that's a lot of characters, too. And plus, they introducing 80 characters in 40 minutes with the way Nintendo does the, Well, no, I'm, I'm saying, though, they're not doing the characters... They're not going to recount all the characters again like they did on the Nintendo Direct, which that took about a half hour of the Direct was just introducing the characters. They, they had reported on the press release new information about smash bros yes but i I was just saying like for them to introduce 20 characters in a 40 minute direct i don't see them doing but i wouldn't be surprised if they did add a few more characters yeah they're definitely Um, adding a few more or at least a few more echo characters yeah um we're also probably going to find out what the um the rest of the menu is because there's definitely some sort of story adventure mode um because they purposely had it blurred out into some of the like early like footage they were showing yeah but i um Sakurai actually said that every every playable character will be known prior to the game's release. Yeah. And this is the final direct that they're... Well, they're calling it the final direct. Yeah. Before it. So we're definitely going to find out the last characters. And then probably, like... But this is the final direct for the for the game or the fi- their final direct before they release the game? I think both. Because they, they snuck us... They snuck us with two additional characters or whatever with the last direct, not even expecting it. So, if they have another direct before now in the game, besides this one, they could possibly give us more. But, yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be giving us new information. It'll be cool to find out, like you said, the, the menu. And if there are additional characters. May, I mean, what are they? They're at 80, definitely? Or they're, no, they're like, at, uh, so, counting Echo Fighters as a separate character, they're at 70. Okay, so. I just counted the list. Uh, well then, maybe they'll get to like seventy-five. Maybe they'll show uh, five. New, new characters. I, I could, I could see them adding maybe two characters and maybe three echoes to get to that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, how many more echoes can they do? Yeah, like that's there the thing. S- like, th- there's six echo characters right now. Oh, really? I thought there was more than that. I mean, there's also you know, like you have Marth, Ike, and Roy, who are different, but not that different. And then. It's, is and it, then there's Lucina, who is an echo li- character officially of listed Mark. as an echo character from. Yeah, is Crom not one of them too? Uh, for some reason, I thought Crom oh, okay. was also there. Well, oh yes, and Crom, who's an echo fighter for Roy. Okay, which is weird. Sorry, the, the way this list is broken out, it has the new characters in a separate list than the returning characters. Okay, you know, so I know I don't think either of you played Fire Emblem Awakening, right? No, I've never played any fire. So you'd actually probably like. I, it. I would. I, I played. I played one. I played one of them for like the 
DS or the Advance. I can't remember which one, but I've won- I want to get back into it. They were great games. Awakening was really good. Yeah. Um, Lucina is the future child of Chrome. So, like, you would think they would have, rather than having them both be an Echo, have one of them be a legitimate fighter and just have that the other one be an Echo of that one. Because they're, they're the same character. Like, yeah. they have the same moves and everything. Like, she inherited her father's fucking sword. Like, and doesn't she have something to do with Marth as well, though? Like... Uh, they they look like Marth. Like they they, <laughs> they wear like- they wear fucking blue. They have swords and dark hair. Like they're fucking Marth. I think I think maybe in the game they thought she was Marth for like five seconds before they realized it was a girl. Maybe yeah. it's. I haven't played the game since 2013. So yeah. But right, Richie, if you want them to have more characters, who do they add? Go. Who? Uh, Waluigi. Right, Waluigi. Um. Sorry, I, that's one. Birdo. Um, would Birdo be an Echo character Echo, of Yoshi? Echo of Yoshi, yes. Well, no, because no, no, Birdo, Birdo shoots Birdo in a straight shoots, line. And do, I don't know Yoshi if Birdo throws. would have the tongue. So Birdo would be its own character. I would think Birdo would be its own character. I don't know if Birdo would be a good character. I don't know. <laughs> like, Birdo, I don't know. Like, it... It's got it, it's got T Rex problem. It's got little tiny arms. Yoshi doesn't even have arms. Oh, Yoshi yes, has does. the tongue. Yoshi does have arms. Yes, she does have arms. Yeah, though. but I mean, they could just extend Birdo's arms. Like they're not gonna like. That would be fucking I mean, weird. Yeah, they don't. It's, it's, the, the, Yoshi has the same problem. <laughs> but Yoshi has a tongue. He has a prehensile tongue. But yeah, and but Bur- then, Birdo know. shoots eggs out of its mouth. Yes, yeah, slow moving eggs that Mario can just jump and ride. Well, yeah, but that's just that's like they they would change it for the con- like. Yoshi has a different has different abilities than in its original games, so I don't like, know. I think he still just poops eggs. He, uh, yeah, he eats somebody up and poops them out. But like, they could make the eggs that Birdo shoots faster, and then I don't know. Birdo could be. I'm not saying definitely want Birdo. I'm just saying Birdo could be an option. Um, I'm trying to think of more characters with swords. Is Shadow the Hedgehog in there? No. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog is an assist trophy. Okay. Um. And I, I believe Tails might be an assist trophy as well. Um, oh, Big the Cat. Big the Cat. Uh, I mean, Big the Cat's not that big of a character, and that wasn't meant. I think you. I think. I think you're you're misinterpreting just how big Big the Cat is. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like they his, have the fucking duck hunt dog as a character. I mean, yeah, they do. And uh, the Wii Fit Trainer. And the Wii Fit Trainer. Yeah. People love their Wii Fit. No, nobody I was too did. fat to play it. Nobody liked Wii Fit. Everybody bought it. Everyone stood on it for 30 seconds and said, this is dumb, and they never touched it again. I stood on it for five seconds and said, you're too fat to stand on this thing because you weigh too much. Its weight limit was 300 pounds. I was over 300 pounds. Oh, man. The Wii Fit fat shamed you. Yes. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, like, I, I don't, I can't think wow, of... Wow, that is really fucked. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, how stupid is it that a, a scale that you have to do yoga on and stuff has a weight limit? Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's really dumb. Uh, but I, I can't really think of, like, other characters that they could throw in that they haven't, unless it's, like, more Star Fox characters, which are all the same, or... More characters with swords from Fire Emblem, or which are all the same. Which more, are all the more same. Links. More, not more links, but maybe more Legend of Zelda characters. There's only not three nec- fucking Legend of Zelda characters, characters, and they're all they're in all the in game. there multiple times. Well, I mean, like the Zoras, like, uh, like, but they're, they're none of none. Like, what are you gonna put? Like the fucking stupid bitch from Ocarina of Time that you have to carry. 
No one wants to fight as her. I know, you do the you do the fat guy when he moves over. Like, wait, 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 wait. And from Ocarina of Time, you, what are you fight as Tingle? Tingle? Uh, and you know, so the, sure. the one thing they could, if Breath of the Wild had more of a story to it, and the characters had been fleshed out more, they could have put in one of one or four, all four of the um the guardians, the guardians, yeah, because they were interesting characters. They were each of like the four like big like races, you know, from Hyrule. Okay, and like they had interesting like abilities and ideas around them, but I feel like they weren't a vocal enough point of the game beyond you doing their one dungeon. Yeah, um, for that to like really make an impact for anybody. Yeah. Um, they could throw in more Pokemon. There's already, like, fucking 20 Pokemon in the yeah, game. Yeah, I know, there, but... Look, there's a bunch of Pokemon, then there's just a straight-up Pokemon trainer who has three Pokemon, which seems a little fucked. Yeah, but each Pokemon, each Pokemon with Pokemon trainer battles differently, so... But that's, didn't... They, and that's the dumb thing, is they consider that three separate characters. Do they? Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure in the trailer, it... When it was numbering each character, it numbered each Pokemon from the Pokemon trainer as a separate character. I don't because think they each right. battle that drastically different. I uh, I mean I don't remember, but I also don't know if they made it so like you could be you could pick Charizard and just play as Charizard. Well, you automatically I mean, get all three. Of you, them you get all three. So you, well, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, you, instead of getting all three. You are just Charizard. I don't remember if they. No, they didn't. Okay. They, no, you would still be able to swap out. And at the beginning of the fight, you would have to swap out to the one you'd want to use, unless there's a way to choose which one you start with. Who knows how they did it this time? I remember in the previous one, it like you always started with the like it was random which one you started with, and then you had to do down B to switch to the one you yeah. wanted to. But I mean, I, that was I when I used Pokemon Trainer, I only really used um, Charizard and Ivysaur. I didn't use Squirtle that much. Tom Nook. That's who they need to I was actually going to say Tom Nook. There's there's also, like, you guys are focusing on Nintendo properties. Like, why not Master Chief? Because <laughs> it has to have been on a Nintendo system. No, it doesn't. Everything that's on these... Final Fantasy VII has never been on a Nintendo system until now. That's true. That's good. I didn't... <clears throat> I almost Most- said Metal Gear, and then I realized, oh, no, Metal Gear was on GameCube at one point. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Cloud was in there before that, before Final Fantasy VII ever ended up on a Nintendo platform. That's weird. Unless it's, like, a Square Enix type thing with them, and why they why they have them. I'm not sure. I don't... Because people... Because nerds went, I want to play as Cloud and Smash Brothers, yeah. and then Nintendo and point, finally went, hey, Square, can we put Cloud in this game? And why like, not any uh, of the other shitty protagonists, like Titus, or Titus, however you say his name. Maybe Waka. Put Waka in that put, game, that fucking no, racial no, stereotype. Put, put Kimari. He I was, mean, he was awesome. actually kind of cool. Like, put, like I, was, I was naming the shitty characters. I know. Like, um, or, um... Uh, I, legitimately, I could see Banjo-Kazooie being a character. Or Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot, he is... There's probably a licensing mm, issue trying to get him into the game. That's owned by Activision now. He's on everything. He is. Like, the the Crash Trilogy was on Switch. Yeah, I have it on Switch. Switch. I know know that. I'm just saying, like, there's probably an issue between Activision and Nintendo. Like, they could definitely put him on there. But, I mean, maybe... It's probably money, because it's Activision. Yeah. They probably wanted to put microtransactions into the game. Absolutely. Surprised there aren't microtransactions in the Crash trilogy. Aren't there? Are there? I don't know. I don't I, think there are. I don't think so. Again, I would not be surprised if there were. But yeah, I mean, like, if you kind of go, like, wide scale, like, 
the Minecraft douchebag. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I could see Steve being a fucking... I mean, yeah, they could definitely put if, Minecraft Steve in I it. mean, really, like, if the Wii Fit trainer's in there, there's no reason Minecraft dude couldn't be in there. Or or Fortnite guy. Nah. I feel like, so Fortnite is that one thing where it's a little too ambiguous. Because everyone makes their own character. Like, although, I mean, Solid Snake is a gun, so he's not... And Fortnite's so like Samus more technically, and all of the Star yeah, Fox characters. Yeah. Fortnite's more cartoony guns in general. Like no, Sa- well, yeah, like I mean, it looks more, more cartoony. Off. It looks it's, cartoony, but it's yeah. uh, like real. Fortnite fits more than Solid Snake does. Styly, like yeah, Cole from <laughs> Years of War, but the the, the Funko Pop for no, no, <laughs> the real version. They they need to up the graphics on this game to um. Well, actually, I guess at this point they wouldn't have to up the graphics because that's a 360 game anyway. Well, they wouldn't. I mean, he would. Ju- he would look just as out of place as Solid Snake. Or, but or like, Solid Snake can you imagine that? Like with the the chainsaw gun and everything, that would be no. Like uh, how would they do it? It wouldn't be real blood. It would just be smash hits or whatever every time you hit him with it. And stuff. But still, that would be awesome. Uh, the the main character from Elder Scrolls <laughs> from Skyrim. So Dovahkiin. Yeah, I mean. That, that, that would be but it's easy. actually it counts as seventeen characters because you could pick any other race. <laughs> Leisure suit Larry. No, no, that's just no. that. No, that that just wouldn't work. What are you gonna do? Well, I was gonna make the argument no M rated like games. Uh, but yeah, but I don't know. Defeated that with I'm sure they could Skyrim. think of more. Ca- like I don't know. Dude, the ice climbers are in there. Why not Dig Dug? Why not fucking Dig Dug? I think he is an assist trophy or the L shaped block from Tetris. I think, Listen, they I gave think, Pac-Man's a character. Why not the L block from Tetris? I think Tetris cubes or the Tetris things are Tetrinos. That's it. I think they're also assist trophies. Why not make them playable characters? Yeah. Why not add add two legs and an arm to m- make the fucking L-shaped block look a little bit like Trogdor? Why not Trogdor? <laughs> why not Trogdor? Why not Trogdor? Uh, again, they're they're at well, seventy. Strong bad. He he. No, fuck strong bad. Trogdor. He's got an arm to punch. He can burninate things. It's a win situation all around. Yeah, it works. Anyway, <laughs> just, we should just all just keep tweeting Trogdor for Smash. That has to already be a thing. That has to be somewhere. I mean... There it, has to be a change.org petition for that already. Change.org, put strong or er, put Trogdor in Smash. I will have lost my faith in the internet if that's not already a thing somewhere. How about the Power Rangers? No. Like, the green or the white ranger or... I don't know, just the Power Rangers in general. They could definitely throw them in no, there. No, I mean, honestly, if you're going to do that, you got to put the Ninja Turtles in. They're better. Yeah, Ninja Turtles as well. Go for it. And... It's it's four separate characters because each skin is a mirror character or as a as a shadow character. You know, that's transform or not the transform. Oh, actually, Transformers would be cool too. Fucking Optimus Prime against Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> no, they would have to scale down the Transformer too much, and it just it wouldn't be worth. No, you just have him be a big character like Ridley. Ridley's not a big character. Yeah, yes. Ridley's probably going to be the same size as as Bowser. No, Ridley, they they said in the original announcement, like, Ridley is, like, a giant character, for lack of a better term. Like, he is bigger than all the other characters. I'll have to... I I have to rewatch the trailer. Xenomorph from Aliens. (laughs) That could work. Willy Wonka. (laughs) Ready? 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 So, Gene Wilder, default. Johnny Depp, echo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... No, I, well, but think about be. it. 
all their attacks are candy, like fucking Boo in Dragon Ball. He either um Goku. Why is Goku not? In <laughs> no, Smash I mean that's a good Bros. question. <laughs> that's a good point. That but, is an absolute. But think about good it. Point. So Willy Wonka, at least Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. One of his, his attacks throwing um the the TV dinner or not the TV dinner um the gum the 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 four course meal gum that turns um violet violet uh huh um trans using the the, the ray thing to tr- turn somebody into particles into a television and chop them in a, in a TV um the the fat kid just falls down a tube in in the the river chocolate waterfall yeah yeah something silly no, like that, that. sounds it down be is a chocolate waterfall and it's just chocolate rain oh no all right. Next. Thing. Why isn't Chocolate Rain Guy in <laughs> Smash Brothers? Does he follow anybody else on Twitter? He follows me on Twitter. I don't he think follows so. like a billion people. Twitter. No. I recently got like a football fan to follow me on Twitter because of my other Twitter. So Your other Twitter? The Brose Twitter. Oh. Yeah, you just had to find a way to sneak that shit in, didn't you? You asked. All, you could have just let it go. <laughs> uh so this one this one is more just frustrating. Um so you guys remember like last year or the year before um People started getting really upset about Apu in The Simpsons. Yeah, there's a whole documentary, The Problem with Apu, or yeah. whatever it is. I did not hear about any of this until I saw this headline. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I can understand it to an extent. Like, sure. like, like, people of Middle Eastern descent, like, they get stereotyped as that character, basically. Not yeah. not, not just mm-hmm. actors, but, like, in everyday life. Yeah. Um. But the the guy, I, I think this is actually the guy who was responsible for that documentary, um, Adi Shankar. I think so. He's, like, a comedian and a writer and stuff like that. Um, he tweeted, um, that, what tweets here? No, of course not. Um, he basically, like, was tweeting out and stuff like that, or in an interview said that he was, he was told by sources at The Simpsons that Apu was being written out of the show. Yeah. Like, just went on, went on and acted like he was some official source to be dropping that news. Um, this was after, I guess it was last spring, he started some sort of campaign for people, again, he has nothing to fucking do with this show. Yeah. He started a campaign for people to rewrite the character of Apu that he would then work to get onto The Simpsons. Like, to either, to like, turn him into a more meaningful character, essentially. Yeah. And, and not again, just a racial stereotype. Again, he has nothing to fucking do with the show and he's just doing this shit. Like, but so then, then, then he goes out and he starts saying that, like, oh yeah, they're removing him from the show. Like, no actual, like, sources cited just said, I was told by people that work there that he was being just written out of the show. Um, to which Al Jean, one of the actual like producers and stuff for The Simpsons, had to go on and tweet, um, Shankar is not a producer on The Simpsons. I wish him well, I, or I wish him the very best, but he does not speak for our show. So like they actually had to get out there and be like, yeah, this guy doesn't have anything to do with us. He, he does not work for us. He is not making these calls. Yeah. Okay. And like I am all for fixing a character that the people that are like affected by him. Mm-hmm are affected negatively. Yeah. But, like, don't be a dick like that. Like, don't just try and, like, take ownership of something that's not yours and, like, make make it that. Like, do it the right way. Like, talk to people on The Simpsons about, like, you, you're you in Hollywood. You're obviously big enough that you're having these interviews where this stuff is getting picked up. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking get a meeting with Fox and talk to them. Pitch your ideas to Fox. Like, do it the right way. Well, I, you said he started a petition to get them to change it? Is no, that- no. He started a competition to have people fix the character. Oh, Not okay. Fox. He was literally telling people, you fix the character, I will make Fox do it. Okay. Yeah, like that, like, the way he did it was all wrong. I absolutely agree with the whole, like, the problem with the Pooh documentary in general. 
but after all this information was released, I had a few friends um, who they are people of color complaining that, oh no, they're going to be re- removing a person of color in The Simpsons, which takes away representation of a now generally almost purely technically white show, because even though they're yellow, they're white. Like, she was upset that this information was coming out, that this character was being removed. And I'm like, we gotta look more into that. But I, they they should fix him. They absolutely should fix him. You know what's, what the but, shitty part is, too? Like, I haven't watched them in a long time. I don't know how it's what it's been like in the last, say, decade. Yeah. yeah. But, from what I remember, like, other than, like, the shitty stereotype of, like, him working at a convenience store, Apu was generally one of the better written characters as far as, like, I mean, he's a cartoon character, but as far as being a person is concerned. Like, most characters on The Simpsons are shitty people. Yeah. There are very few people on that show that you could look at and be like, oh, that is a good representation of a decent human being. Apu was one of the few that, like, generally was. He had, I remember, like, he had a few storylines that were like, oh, like, that's not cool, but at the same time, like, he was generally actually usually decent to everybody. It's a shame that, like, he is, like, twinged by that, like, stigma of being such a stereotype of the character mm-hmm. that it ruins the fact that, like, he is actually one of the better written, like, human beings on the show. Yeah. Because, like, the whole Simpson family sucks. Oh, yeah. Like, Flanders is, like, too good of a person to the point where, like, he's a shitty person. Mm-hmm. But, like, Apu was generally, like, you know, decent. Yeah. Like, he helped people. He was friendly. He always said, thank you, come again. Yeah, like, it's just, it and, like, is. He had, a, the... his, he had a family, like, fleshed out and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's the racial stereotyping that, yeah. that gets, and it's, yeah, like, a lot of the stereotyping and everything that they do to him sucks. But, yeah, he was, he was a good character. Like, he was properly, well, not properly, like, his storylines were properly Yeah. Like, done. he wasn't, he wasn't the model of a shitty human the way yeah. every other character on that show is. Yeah, like, I, I, I always remember the episode where Lisa decides to go vegetarian. Like, he helped her with that decision when right. she went up to the roof of the cookie Along mart. with Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney was there, yeah. But you also, like, if you look at it, and I'm not saying this makes it any better at all. Every single character on there is a stereotype. Yeah. Like, that whole show is nothing but stereotype. Like, it doesn't change the fact that, like, he... Apu is one of the more, like, egregious stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Because, like, then you get to the point where, like, people of Middle Eastern descent are already stigmatized, especially in the U.S., for things that they have nothing to fucking do with. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, Homer's a stereotype for, for like, like, a fat American. Um, the cops are stereotypes for cops. Stupid and always eating. Everyone in that show is a stereotype. Mm-hmm. It's other than like the doctor. The black doctor is the one like non-stereotype. But he is a caricature of Cosby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Cosby Which, show Cosby, not I'm I'm surprised I'm surprised he's still in the show at this point. Yeah. But yeah, like I said like, I think that's so I think that character just I think he is so far removed from that at this point because yeah. the Cosby show is so old that no one even like correlates those two anymore yeah which two points real quick number one like you said i haven't watched a show in 10 years like i i can't really say the issues with these characters because i haven't watched it show just got less good especially since the movie i think the movie was where it started a downfall that's what happens when you've been on the air for like 33 years yeah it's ridiculous it's i think it's as old as me if is it 33 or is it i think it was 88 so yeah yeah it's as old as me. 88 or 89 like i i stopped being good at about 25 so i know you're kind of making an assumption you were ever good (laughs) (laughs) i was good for a while um the other point 
You ever wonder why the Cosby Show was called the Cosby Show, even though his name was Huxtable? Yeah, because it was starring Bill Cosby. But his name was Huxtable. It's the same reason the Norm MacDonald Show was called Norm MacDonald Show, even though he wasn't playing Norm MacDonald. Was it? Wh- who? What was his character? I don't remember, but it was something else. That, I don't think I ever watched a Norm MacDonald Show. That honestly, that was probably the worst um, example I could give of that. Uh, the Andy it? Griffith Show. He did not play Andy Griffith. No. No. I never watched that either because that was like forever old. Um, I can't think of what his character's name was anymore. But so, I think that's that's a little silly. That like, so it's the main character isn't actually like. So they like, do it. They do it as a way to draw people in based on the name because Cosby was already a huge name yeah. in the eight by the time that show was made. Yeah. So it's not like random sitcom got made with just like a cast they put together. Like he was a big time deal in comedy plaster his name on a show is going to draw people in to watch it. Yeah. Especially back in the 80s and even like the Andy Griffith show like prior to that where people didn't necessarily like like you didn't have the internet and stuff to advertise. People didn't watch as much television to see the ads for it. But you know if you hear like oh the Cosby show is coming on that must be Bill Cosby we'll watch that. He's great. Yeah. He was. Well no apparently he was never <laughs> no, great. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he was he always never terrible. Yeah. Um 89 was The Simpsons, by the way. Yeah. December 17th, 1989. So it's just younger than me. 30 seasons. It's been on for 30 fucking years. That's ridiculous. It is... Yeah. That is way too long for any show to be on. Yep. Consist consecutively. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So yeah, like, again, like, I sounds like you guys are... You're all for them reworking a character to make them not a huge issue. Yeah. Kind of the way Mr. Popa was a problem. Like, if you watch Dragon Ball Z... That character's a fucking problem. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, like, fix it. Don't, don't just write them out. And if you want them to mm-hmm. get fixed, don't be a dick. Like, do, yeah. Do it, do it the right way and maybe it'll actually get someplace. Yeah. Instead of doing this random competition that you have nothing to do with it, get a petition. Sign, have signed petitions. Go to the creators. Be like, I have these thousands, hundreds of thousands of people saying that this character needs to be fixed. And I'm assuming he is of, Middle Eastern descent, this, uh, this guy who, who did all this stuff. Yeah. So he's like, I am a person of Middle Eastern descent. Let me help you restructure this character for a reasonable, like, representation of my people. Like, don't, don't just be like, oh, I'm just going to do this and go behind their backs and just make all this shit up. No, like, that's just, that's fucked. Yeah. I, I mean, there is at least something to coming to them with an actual idea of what to do with the character as opposed to saying this character is bad and needs to be changed like to come with uh this character is bad and here's how he should be changed because if you just say you should change him okay well we're just gonna write him off bye well yeah and that's like again like he he did it the wrong way by just doing i'm doing this competition i'm getting it changed it's instead of that be like have like a forum where you get the signatures, you get people to talk about what needs to be corrected, and then you go and you talk to them and be like, I am of the descent of this character and I feel like they need to be changed. For these reasons, let's put forth these ideas to correct the insensitivity of from this character. Instead of just straight up saying, like, let me get this thing and I'll make them change. Like that's it's just the way he went about it was just yeah. very poorly. And honestly, like maybe the reports like color it in a bad light like maybe it was done better and that's just not how it's being reported but from what i read it just makes this guy sound like kind of a douche yeah like i i want to read more into these articles i i 
I saw it and I thought like that that was official word that he was being written out. I didn't get to actually read the article yeah, that no, you that shared. That is not official at all. <laughs> yeah, so I want to read more into these articles and actually understand the whole situation behind it before I put forth a further, more dedicated like opinion of all. Of it. I mean, that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's how everybody should do everything. Look into it and do research. Yeah. Um. So these last three things are are actually should be quick. Yeah. Um. So Kevin Feige, or I, I still don't honestly know how to say his name. Feige, Feige. I've never actually listened to somebody say it to know for sure how to say Feige. it. The the guy behind all the Marvel movies. That guy. Um. He he did like an interview with somebody. Um. And they got three three statements from him. Okay. One of them. We're going to have the Avengers four trailer before the end of the year. Okay. The the third one. I'm I'm going to skip the second one. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three definitely on hold. Like, okay. Not happening at the moment, as yeah. everyone kind of assumed. Third one, Namor, like Prince Namor, the from from Atlantis. He's a he's a comic character from the 40s that yeah. has is still involved in in comics. Um, he could make an appearance, and they're still deciding if and when. Okay. Um, so that character. I have always associated with both the Fantastic Four and the X Men. He is technically the first mutant, is how he's described um, nowadays, anyway. Uh, but I don't think he like Apocalypse is technically the first mutant. Yeah, but uh, he so he was in like the the early like forties comics, like he's the Submariner. Yeah, but like he was reintroduced to like the modern age of comics to the Fantastic Four. So I just always assumed he was a Fox property. Yeah. But it seems like maybe he is actually also a Marvel property. And that would be an interesting character to introduce. Just because of, like, he's from the ocean. He is not yeah. Aquaman talking to fish. <laughs> well, he's I, kind of a dick. Maybe maybe he was a Fox property, and that's why it's taken so long to incorporate him, because... I don't know, because the, none, that deal isn't even kind of done yet. Okay. And, like, he literally said, like, he could make an appearance, we just don't know if and when. Okay. So it's not a, we're waiting to see if... The deal finalizes properly. They could just do it like in Avengers if they wanted in, to. Which means, yeah, either in Avengers or in like background stuff of Captain Marvel, you might see him or something like that. Maybe. Like, uh, I kind of got the I kind of got the impression that Captain Marvel is taking place in like the Midwest. I, I, I or don't like know. at least like maybe Nevada, where there's a lot of desert and rock and stuff. And you can have Namor just like crawling because he's like it's so so hot and dry there there is the boy band cover though of the scrolls walking out of the water yeah forgot about that there's that so he's he's like jumping through the water like aquaman even though he's not aquaman and maybe better he is i mean he's arguably better like it, it depends it depends what you like about aquaman and dislike about him i dislike his abilities i like when he cuts his hand off and gets a gets a uh do you know what his abilities are he can talk to fish Besides that, I don't know anything else. He's, so that's the only thing I don't like about him. He's super strong, and he influences fish. He does not talk to them. Still. You know how fucking cool it is, though, when he influences a giant fucking sea monster to eat a bad guy? Well, yeah, that's cool. But besides like, that, like... Aqu- Aquaman is a joke for a reason, but, like, in the last, like, six years, they've they've done good by him. Yeah. Mostly good by him, I should say. <laughs> um. So, yeah, there's that. Um. We also got confirmation from Kathleen Kennedy. Boba Fett is dead. The movie, not the character. They're the character, I guess. <laughs> I fucking hate. <laughs> what a bull load of bullshit. Did you just get a nice. spam? Yeah, like one, one of these web pages like reloaded when I opened it, and it did like the whole like spam thing. And God, I fucking hate the internet. You're the worst. Um. Anyway, Boba Fett movie is next. It's gone. Yep. No more Boba Fett movie at all. 
Uh, that sucks. It like, doesn't do because Boba Fett's not a good character. I, I mean, I would say that's possibly debatable. Like Boba Fett was a was an was a slightly more interesting character when the expanded universe still. And they could make him that interesting of a character in a movie, no. like because Attack of the Clones ruined the possibility of Boba Fett being an interesting character. He is a little boy with daddy issues, but he's an awesome bounty hunter. He's what makes you think he's an awesome bounty hunter? He does nothing but suck in the two movies you see him in. Because he's Boba Fett. His dad was Jango Fett. Like, Jango Fett wasn't very good either. He got his head fucking killed. cut off. <laughs> oh yeah, he got his head cut off by a Jedi. How many how many bounty hunters have to fight against Jedi's? I mean, a lot of them in that day and age. But like, think about it. His dad got cut in got his head cut off by a by a Jedi. He got fucking knocked into a Sarlacc pit by a blind dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, but while he could, had a jetpack, <laughs> that—that's the killer part. While he had it, how did he not just jetpack out of the Sarlacc pit? Well, the jetpack got sh- shorted when it got hit. Yeah, but uh, still, yeah, like Boba Fett, not as cool as everyone makes him out to be. But he could be. But he—he'll never be again because they have not done good with the expanded universe other than the cartoon. And that's—that's that's the issue. Like with the Solo movie, it wasn't that great. Like no one liked it. They didn't. No, the Solo movie was great. It was such a good movie. But there weren't expanding the universe characters in there. It was just the characters we already know. But it when I it didn't do great in theaters. Oh yes, I'm sorry. So because it didn't do great in theaters, they are going to be nixing a lot of these yeah. side character movies because they need to re- restructure that and refigure out actually what they're doing. And I think it was a few weeks ago. Um, one of the things we talked about was Bob Igor actually came out and said like, "Nope, this was my fault." Like. I was making the ex- executive decision to do a Star Wars movie every year, and that was too many Star Wars movies. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We thought so, you liked all the nerd movies all the time. So, yeah, they, they're they stopping with the side, the Star Wars stories for now, and they're just going with the numbered movies, and maybe we'll get... S- they um, they um, did say Obi-Wan. they're still going to do side stories, we just don't know what the next one will be. Yeah, maybe we'll get Obi-Wan in a few years, maybe two years after... The next numbered I mean, movie? That's the one that could be good. Especially, like, at this point, like, Ewan McGregor is old enough that he can do that middle, that mid-series Obi-Wan, like, Obi-Wan's Exile. Obi-Wan on Tatooine? Yeah, and, yeah. like, like you could expand the story to him having to travel off of Tatooine for something. Yeah. In, like, the process of protecting Luke, basically. Yeah. And you could do all the, like, up into his training before Naboo, and then we pretty much know his story after Naboo until Tatooine... And then you do what he did on Tatooine. Like, yeah, I guess you could. You, can, you could you do can, like flashbacks. To, you can jump around and just be a story about his life in general. But they, so they already have some canon for that time period with the the current comic because the the Star Wars comics were doing like every like fifteen issues or so. They were doing like a little two issue arc of the like the diary of Obi Wan Kenobi that Luke had found it in Obi Wan's um house. Yeah. And it was like, he was literally like reading these diary entries of like things that Obi-Wan did on Tatooine protecting Luke. Yeah. So like, like that, like he was obviously there doing stuff. He wasn't just being a hermit for 20 years. So. Yeah, he was. And like, it could be a cool way to, the way Rogue One ended at the beginning of A New Hope to also have a, an Obi-Wan film end the same way. Where it ends with him pretending to be. The sand person or whatever he was doing to scare the sand people away. Or at least, like, like ends with him going up to that point. Like, like yeah. him getting, like... Because I think he had, like, a cloak over him Yeah, you didn't see his face until he yeah. got down to Luke. So, like, him hearing, like, the the screaming and, like, the, the sand people attacks in the background. And, like, picking up his stuff to go see what's going on. Yeah. Like, that could be neat. Yeah. Um... 
Han Solo was good, though. You should check it out. Eventually. Like, I, it was a legitimately good Star Wars. It's probably on Plex at this point, so I, I'll, I'll probably... I might check it out maybe this week. It's weekend. worth it. It's definitely worth it. I, I have a lot of stuff to watch, though, so I'm trying to catch up on that. Well, if you cut out two hours of porn, you can watch Han Solo. I don't watch a lot of porn anymore. Lies. Only, like, ten minutes every day. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> at least you're honest. Um... So, the last thing I had in news, uh, Alan Tudyk is going to be the voice of the Joker in the Harley Quinn animated series thing they're doing on cool. DC Alan, Universe. Alan Tudyk is really good with voices. He's good with voices, and he was the voice of King Candy in yeah. Wreck-It Ralph, who is not the Joker, but he has that kind of like maniacalness to him Yeah, that I think shows that Alan Tudyk can do that, like, yeah. be able to do the Joker. I think, I think he'll be amazing at that position. That's that's awesome. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh, sweet!" Downside is it's on DC Universe, so none of us will ever watch it. Yeah, I'll never see it. Well, it, it might eventually be on Plex. <laughs> Fucking, I'm not stealing it. Somebody's just giving it to me. Anyway, that's that's all the news. Unless either you had anything you didn't add to the document. Nope. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about stuff we've done. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hi. So, what are, what were you guys up to the past week? I want to go first, Drew, since you've been here in a while. Sure. Uh, I got sick, and then my mom had a brain tumor removed. Oh, jeez. So that's why what I haven't been here. Fucking for Fucking way weeks. to get into that shit. Well, that's why I haven't been here. <laughs> uh, you, you would. I, I don't know how much you would want to get into about your mom, but I, 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 I did have a question. Maybe we'll, I'll ask it afterwards. Okay. I don't know. She is okay. She yeah, is she's okay now. She's okay, yes. Yeah, she just finally got released from the hospital yesterday, but there had been so much back and forth with things that, like, the last two weeks, I've been going to see her in the hospital and making sure everything's going well and whatnot. I didn't know she lived in Jersey again. Yeah. She's... I don't remember how long she's been in Jersey. Not super long, but... Okay. Um, so, aside from that, I haven't had too much time to really do stuff but uh i've played uh i had a free one night rental for a thing at Redbox, so i red boxed uh black ops 4 to try that out um the battle royale mode's pretty good i suck at it yeah like i think the first 10 rounds i played of the battle royale i died before ever killing anybody oh and lost any time I shot at someone and they shot back. I would lose the firefight. Uh, and then I finally started kind of getting the hang of it. And well, cause I jumped straight into blackout before ever even playing the multi, the standard multiplayer. Oh, so I didn't okay. even know what these fucking guns were. Cause they're not like AK 47 and M 16. Yeah. They're like cypher one or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I don't like, and I'm not going to go into the menu and like, Look at the description on every gun because that would take away my awareness of what's going on. Yeah. So I was playing it super blind. Uh, but then I, after playing the regular multiplayer, competitive multiplayer, I had a, a few good rounds of the, the blackout and then played a couple squad games of blackout with one of my friends, one of his friends. And then we would just get a rando who we murdered in the one game oh. because he took the fucking truck we were driving we stopped to get out to loot some buildings 
like as the circle was closing in and then he fucking takes the truck from us what a douche and drives off and then gets out like once he gets inside the circle and then we just murked him <laughs> like we just all shot him wow because he was a complete rando so that's... you can't loot people uh stuff from teammates you kill oh that sucks I, that makes well, sense it disincentivizes team killing yeah so it makes still, sense still yeah like if i if i came up to you and shot you i could go through your fucking pockets and take your shit yeah i mean if i shot a rocket at a couple of guys and one of them was my teammate and you happen to die because of it that's bull i wonder if it if splash damage causes, yeah, if that's considered friendly fire, oh, yeah, so that'd you know, be interesting to find. You know out. what though? You should be willing to sacrifice sacrifice yourself if it's a situation where, say, what it's four. Yeah, you can either do one, two, or four. So let's let's say it's four. It's four man teams. There are let's say six people left. Three on your team, two on another, and one on on another. Okay. So like, say like you can take out two of those other people and one of your guys. Like you just. Did your team a solid, and the teammate you took out also win. Or not wins, but, like, get to that point, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, you take one for the team in that case. You should then be able to loot your teammate that you just had to take out in that thing. Because what if he had a really good gun? Like, he had a gun with a good scope that you could then use to take out the last guy and get a uh, victory, whatever they're but, calling it. But, like, why wouldn't you just leave him alive? Well, could, like like Richie said, like a rocket launcher. Like, yeah. if you had to, okay. if, if you had yeah. to like, shoot a rocket and, like... There was no way to shoot it without also killing yeah, yeah, your teammate because, yeah, yeah. like, maybe your teammate was actually getting ganged up on by like the two-person team. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know because there are rocket launchers that, in I mean, that boat. That is, so I don't that is know. such a fucking specific mm-hmm. thing to have happen. That like, honestly probably happens more often than you would think. Uh, I, I actually, you know, I'll bet the only way to kind of they can really do anything about it is like a percentage of damage. Like if you the hundred do one hundred percent of the damage to your teammate. I bet that's when you can't loot him. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. It's probably like if you got the kill shot and he wasn't in a firefight, then of course you're not. But th- like that's like hard. That kind of data would probably be hard for the game to detect. Like just knowing, oh, not in a firefight because like someone could be shooting at you from super far away and missing and you don't really know yeah Yeah, but games generally at least track the killing blow yeah so then it can and it and it can track how much health it has so if you team kill but your teammate only had 15 percent of health like and it was with an explosion like yeah yeah those are things it could narrow down but uh so in the blackout mode there are zombies at certain spots like there'll be a pillar of light so you'll know that zombies are there and if you clear out all the zombies from there, it'll open up a special crate that will have, like, the high-end armor and the high-end scopes. But also in those areas, there will be guns from the zombie mode, which, like... Yeah, there's, are, like, laser guns and Yeah, stuff. there was a laser gun, like, this weird double-barrel submachine gun I got in the wow. one match. So, Which I, like, was like, I have no idea what these guns are, but whatever. Okay. Um... So, but, you know, you have to fight the zombies, uh, so there's some risk to going after that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of risk, because everyone who wants that awesome stuff is going to head there and, as well. Yeah, it, they could get super crowded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it has, there are vehicles, you can fly a helicopter, there's ATVs, trucks. So, I mean, it's still know, Call of Duty? Yeah, it's still Call of Duty. It, it, it's 
what it would you would assume a Call of Duty uh, battle royale mode felt would feel like. So, did you end up playing anything other than than Blackout? Uh, I played the standard competitive multiplayer. Because aren't there there's like training vignettes or something? Like yeah, that too, I didn't right? even bother with that. I I know enough of how the Call of Duties play, even though like I haven't played the last couple, but the last one I played was Black Ops Three. So, although the way they're handling the thing, the character uh, characters in the competitive multiplayer is different than it was in Black Ops Three, uh, because like. You don't pick grenades in this one until I think super late. You can unlock the ability to put grenades on any character, but like the grenade is specific to one character. Oh, okay, and only she has it, <laughs> and you can only have two of any character on a team. But there's nine playable characters. I think it is. It's nine or ten. So you need to make sure that you're and, good with at least two or three different characters, just in case. Well, uh, yeah, because like. If you if one you, or if two you're might, slow to pick, yeah, one or two might get taken, but the it's six player teams at max, I think it is. Uh, but you know, it it plays like Call of Duty. You run, you shoot the dudes. It's got some cool abilities. It's is is Black Ops Four the one that takes place before another Black Ops, so it doesn't have the same stuff, or was that three? That no, because like one, I know one of the Black Ops technically happens prior to one of the other black ops so like it doesn't have like wall running or something like that or doesn't have like a well, grappling hook i don't play them so i don't know exactly what i'm talking about so there's about. no wall running in either black ops 3 or in this one but was there in black ops 2 no but there was in infinite the warfare advanced warfare which came out before black ops 3 okay i think it was ghost advanced black ops 3 that sounds right and they took the wall running out in Black Ops 3, I think. That was the order it was. But yeah, um, there is a grappling hook on one character in this, in Black Ops 4. Grappling hooks make games better. It's pretty yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It's also cool to watch someone get killed when they're grappling hook because their fucking corpse just keeps yeah. going. Um, I mean, that's why Spider-Man's fun, because he's basically made out of grappling hooks. Yeah. I mean, Titanfall 2, that had the whole yeah. grappling hook mm-hmm. mechanic. I loved that when I was playing the beta. Yeah, no, Titanfall 2 was great. Because you know what? It had a grappling hook and a wall run. Yeah. But yeah, so in the Black Ops, you still build, wind up getting your create a class build, your pick 10 loadout with your three perks and your primary weapon, secondary weapon, and then unlock the attachments for the weapon as you level up the weapon, and unlock the weapons as you level up. But then, like, the character you pick has a special ability, or you have heal is a a button now. You don't just stop and heal over time. You have to have... You have to actively heal yourself. I mean, you hit a button, and they, like, stab themselves with a needle, and then your health goes back up pretty quickly. But it's still not just, like, get behind something and wait for your screen clear up and you're good yeah so like you might run behind something real quick to hit the heal button and then run back out so it's kind of like earlier far cries yeah yeah only like less time consuming Mm -hmm. because you don't have to first set the bone and then wrap the arm yeah and then uh your character's specific ability will be on r1 and then every character has an ultimate on you push both shoulder buttons when you earn it and like it'll speed up earning as you're getting kills and whatnot Nice. But, like, there's, like, a grappling hook or a dart that will put on the minimap a circle where it'll show enemies in that circle the whole time instead of just if they shoot or whatever. 
or like a guard dog and different stuff. It's pretty. I mean, it it's Call cool. of Duty. If you like Call of Duty, you'll like it. If you don't, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But like, it, they usually sound neat, but I know they're not for me. I did, but then I got tired of buying one every year. So same, and that's why the last one I played was like three or four years ago. Um, I think the last one I played was the last Modern Warfare. That's a long time ago. Um, I because Black Ops came out between Modern Warfare's as well, right? Yeah, Black Ops One was between Modern Warfare Two and Three. So I might have gotten was Black Ops Two after Three, or no? World at War was after three. No, World at War was after World of Warfare. War. World at War was before Black Ops. World at World at War was Call of Duty Five. Yes, I can't remember the last one I played. It's just been. It had. I think it might have had. It was. It had a zombie mode in it. So maybe Black Ops Two. Maybe. Or maybe whatever one came after Modern Warfare Three. Then probably Black Ops Two. Maybe Big uh, Red I, One. Nice. Uh. I, I do like how they handle, they have a quick inventory in the blackout mode. Um, you hit up on the D-pad and it brings up a bar to swap out, like, your, whichever healing items you have picked up and whichever grenades you have picked up. And then also there are, like, things to use the perks, basically, in that mode. You'll, like, you use a, a package and it'll, like, give you the, fast movement while crouched perk for like two minutes or whatever which can be useful yeah um and then there's a full menu to like swap out the attachments for each gun and stuff like that when you hit options i think it is i don't think it's tap the pad it's one or the other but i like it i'll probably wind up buying it it needs some patches (laughs) for some stuff but i think it'll be the first time i buy a call of duty in like four year or five years wow which like you're like oh that's not that long and you're like I oh, know that's that's five Call of Duties yeah. yeah that's ridiculous you know it, it's crazy to think about it like there's I don't know so this doesn't sound right the sense I'm about to say but there's only been eleven Call of Duties since Modern Warfare that's a lot of fucking games it is but at the same time like it doesn't seem like that long ago like you know what I mean like it eleven years doesn't seem that long yes. But then at the same time, it's like 11 games in 11 years yeah. is too many fucking games. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, I will say, though, like, they do it right with spreading out with different teams. Oh, yeah, I mean, having and, a two-year cycle helps. And I, I was I was a fan of the Modern Warfare games over any of the others, so I would generally, like, I would get them all, but I would trash on anything that wasn't made, but I think it was Treyarch at the time. Uh, Modern Warfare was Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward. So I would trash on anything that wasn't made by Infinity Ward. Treyarch does the Black Ops, don't they? Yes. Yeah. So, like, if I can't remember who did World at War. Treyarch. Was that Treyarch? Yeah. yeah. And then For a while, it was only the two teams. So it was flip. It was. They each had a two year cycle. Now they have three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it would be three when there's three studios there, involved. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Sledgehammer's first one was Ghost? No, that was Infinity Ward. Was it? But it, at that point, Infinity Ward wasn't Infinity Ward really anymore. Like, all, they had gone to make, uh, Titanfall. They made, went to, and created Respawn. Oh, right. Right, I forgot that was a bunch of people from Infinity Ward that it, broke yeah. off to do that. Yeah, Ghosts is Infinity Ward. I'm actually, I'm actually seeing if I can. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. I mean, Sledgehammer probably worked on it and did some of the multiplayer. Because almost every studio touches all of them. Yeah. But. So let's. So World at War was like you said was Treyarch. 
Um, Black Ops was also Treyarch. Yeah. Um, Ghost, like you said, was Infinity Ward. Advanced Warfare might have been the first Sledgehammer. Yes. Yeah. They've done Advanced Warfare and Infinite Warfare then. Wow, they're that... They've only done two. Yeah. By themselves, yeah. But, I mean, it's they're now on a three-year cycle, so... Yeah, because they, they co-developed Modern Warfare 3. Right. Um, like, I think they did the multiplayer for Modern Warfare 3 or something like that. And then they also did um, World War 2. Oh, right. I forgot about that one. Everyone forgets that one. I forgot that that was Sledgehammer and not Infinity Ward. Yeah, because Sledgehammer did... Wait, then who... World War, World War 2 was last year. Yeah, so that would have been Infinite Warfare was the year... I thought you just said Sledgehammer did... Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Infinite, um, Infinite Warfare was Infinity War. Oh, okay. I thought in Infinite Warfare was Sledgehammer. No, no. So, so if you if you do the math, it was Infinite Warfare would have been Infinity Ward. World War Two is Sledgehammer. Um, Black Ops Four is Treyarch. Right. So yeah, Sledgehammer's first one was co-developing Modern Warfare Three in 2011, and then 2014 was Advanced, and 2017 was World War Two. Yeah. 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 Um, I for some reason I thought I thought Sledgehammer. Had been around a little bit longer than that, but I guess not. I guess that makes sense. At three years, like you're really not going to have that many games out yeah. in the time period anyway. Uh, and then uh, I've also played some Path of Exile. I've finally gotten out of Act 1 in that game. I'm up to Act 3. How long did that take? The fucking not long at all, really. How long have you been playing it? Uh, how? Uh, I mean, like, I've had that game installed for a long-ass time, but... Like, I finally, like, hunkered down and started playing it, and I maybe have, like, five hours of actual gameplay <laughs> into it. But it's more that, like, it's sat there, and I've been like, I should try it, and then I'll load it up and be like, man, I should just be playing Diablo 3, <laughs> and then go play Diablo 3, and finally I've cu- hit the spot where I'm like, like, I the other day I loaded Diablo 3, did one act of bounties and was like i should play fucking path of exile instead how is it i feel like i should like that game way more than i do because it's diablo 2 plus final fantasy 7 plus final fantasy 10 and it's like here's the game you like here's all the games you like in one thing like this thing but it's not as it's less than the sum of the parts that it's made from I don't know. I, I feel like that like those three things together don't necessarily make a good thing either. Because so it's the gameplay of Diablo two with essentially materia. Like all your abilities are gems that drop that you have to put in them you have to put them in matching colored sockets and some of them are linked and you know Which I mean it. Diablo had to an extent where it was, you know, socketing gems to like yeah, boost but that wasn't, stats, but not abilities. Yeah. Like it, if you didn't have any gems equipped, literally all you would do is a single attack. Oh, okay. Like, there's no... You don't learn spells as you level up. Uh, but it does have, like, the Final Fantasy X sphere grid. So when you level up, you get a passive skill point, And then it pulls up the big, winding, inner locking grid of you gotta put a point in the thing, and then it'll unlock this path you can go down. So, like, I'm playing as a, the duelist class which is like a sword and shield kind of thing. So I've gone down one path to add armor when I'm equipping a shield and one path to add bonus damage when I'm using a one-handed sword. So Man, I don't like Final Fantasy X. Tidus was a bad character, but that was a good game. It was a good game. Sorry, you you, you mentioned the sphere. Yeah. I'm just like, man, that, that 
that was a confusing thing, but a fun way to level up after you yeah. wrapped your head around it. So, I mean, like, it's neat, but it came out after Diablo 3 existed, and all the things Diablo 3 did to make that formula better, and then this game just feels... Like Diablo 2? <laughs> feels like Diablo 2, and I've basically been using the same skills since, like, level 3, and I'm level 25 now. Which is Diablo 2. No, but even in Diablo 2, like, there was the skill tree that you went up. And yeah, depending on the class you were, maybe you super went in a class, like, down one path and heavy focused on a skill early. But, like, once, once they incorporated synergies, it was, it was a little better. You plotted out, you plotted out, I'm using this, I'm basing my character off of this ability. So I have to put points into all these so I can use this one ability. But it was something you had control over. I randomly locked into these two drops that work well together. Like I have, I got a drop that made my single attack a double attack and then a gem that made any melee attack hit all the enemies in an area. And I just spam the shit out of that attack. Okay. <laughs> like, that's my left click. You can have seven abilities set. Maybe it's eight. No, it's eight abilities. You can have eight abilities equipped, like, at any time. Sort of like Diablo 3 does. Yeah. Even if you have more than eight gems assigned, uh, you could swap the other skills in and out whenever you want. Yeah. But um, I, I barely... I only use the other things... When I just don't feel like left clicking anymore. <laughs> Cause I really don't need to because the skill levels up with you. So, and the game, I don't feel like I've grinded and I'm like nine levels over leveled for the enemies in the zones I'm in. Yeah. So it's not challenging at all. So, and, and with not having like a progression to look forward to, it, just feels boring yeah i mean if if what your if your abilities are based off of random drops yeah it's just like you're sitting there not doing anything new because you mm-hmm. have the stuff that works for you and it's like all right well you can try something new but this works if you were able to pick your abilities instead of randomly get the drops maybe something else would work but you don't know unless you try it and why are you gonna do something that doesn't work over yeah. something that does work it just it, that system sounds not fun it's it, it's not really yeah. like it it sounds like if i were to buy this game on steam for two dollars i would play it for three hours and stop well the, the good news is it costs zero dollars oh is it free yeah it's I didn't completely know free to play it, it has cosmetic microtransactions out the ass but it's a free-to-play game oh so then i'll probably play it for an hour and then stop um it's on xbox one as well now yeah. I don't know how well that plays. I mean, Diablo worked, but I don't know. I just, I want to like that game way more than I do, but it just, cause like it even looks more like Diablo 2 than Diablo 3. Like, they, I'm not a fan, really a fan of the art style. It, it just, it seems like they threw in so many of good things that it doesn't work properly. Yeah. And it, like, if they just changed something, like, kept the Sphere Grid, because Sphere Grid was great. Sphere, a Sphere Grid in any game is amazing. 
Um, Materia, though, not a good system. Uh, uh, Mater- <laughs> no, I will argue Materia, a good system for bent, for, for altering or, um, what's the word? What am I trying to think of? For like, yeah, altering abilities or for making them better. So if, as he leveled up, he was so able to get... F- if they flipped the systems in the game and had the... Well, instead of having Materia, really more had, like, Diablo-style gems. Yeah. And then had the Sphere Grid be where the abilities were. Yeah. And not just buffs. Yeah, so the gems are... But the gems go onto your abilities and not onto your armor and stuff. Actually, that could be cool, where it's like... You you it, get an attack, yeah, okay. you get a double attack, and then you get a gem that turns your double attack into okay. the wide-range double attack, or gotcha. a fire yeah, double or, attack. Or, like, yes. you, you, you learn a basic fire, but if you get a right gem, it becomes fire 2. Okay. And if you get the next gem after that, it becomes fire 3. Alright, let's stop talking about this, and we'll develop <laughs> it afterwards. Good luck. I mean, we just gotta come up with the game plan we but, can find everyone. Yeah, else. like, I do wish, like, the sphere grid was more the Final Fantasy X sphere grid, and that's where the the abilities were, and not just all buffs. Cause, yeah. Like I said, I, I've just used the same one ability 95% of the time. Yeah, cause it, I can see where it would be cool like, to have that sort of grid where you can kind of pick and choose how your character progresses, but at the same time, if you play enough, you could theoretically unlock everything. everything. Yeah. But then to be able to customize that based on like some sort of like socketing system. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like there are I think five different classes in this game, but there's it's not like Diablo. The the skills aren't tied to the class. Like so, I could make so it's, like, it's like Diablo one. Yeah, it's more like Diablo one. Like I could make another character and like uh, so it has a shared inventory like Diablo three or like has a shared. Uh, chest okay. in town. I can make a new character and give them these gems that I have on this other character. Uh, although, I've, since they're leveled up, I don't think I could give them exactly the ones I have. But, like, I could just make a new character and here's the same abilities. Cool. But you look different. And that's really all there is to it. Yeah. And to having the different character. Alternately, like, if you had, like, the, like that, that grid system, it could be, like, here's your five grids all locked the way Final Fantasy X did it. Yeah. And, like, I I don't know the classes, so, like, basing off, like, Diablo classes, like, maybe you're a barbarian, but you kind of, like, push yourself into the sorcerer mm-hmm. realm, and, like, you get some magic as your barbarian. And then, you know, you can do a magic beam as you do the, like, leap smash. Yeah. So, like, leap smash and then magic beam everybody. Yeah. But, like, your magic beam has a wider arc or something, or a wider thing if you have, like, a gold socket gem or something. Mm-hmm. Video games yeah. can be cool. And yeah, like, because it only has strength, dexterity, and intelligence stats, so like, they all start with different levels on those, and they increase differently for them, and some items are locked to, you know, you need to have 80 strength to get the thing, but like, I haven't found, fa- I haven't come across any item on my own that, like, I didn't have the requirements for. Some rando gave me, like, a level 60 piece of gear. Rand- nice. B- because it's, like, instanced towns. Or not instanced towns. Like, it's just open towns, and then you go into an instanced zone. Yeah. Sort of Guild Wars-y. Um, oh, okay. Like, you might be in town, and here's a level 75 character. And this dude just clicked on me and opened a trade. 
and put two things in there and hit accept. I'm like, okay, that's kind of nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, and then we watched the first two or three episodes of Making a Murderer season two. I hear it's not as good as the first one. Um, I don't know. I never watched the first one, so I have nothing to compare it to. You should watch the first one. That's a, that's a fair thing to say. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. It's not making me change my opinion from the first season. Is that what it's supposed to be doing? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. Like, so this is more like what's been going on since that first season came out and all the post-trial motions and whatnot for the, the two people involved okay so i don't know it's making a murder you either know about it or you don't all right by then. this point yeah that's fair yep so i guess it, any anything else uh nope rich how about you oh yeah i did so much no i i just i i watched all my normal shows um i'm six episodes into daredevil so far pretty good like so what what is the last thing you saw happen just so i kind of know where you're at so I don't remember what episode six was necessarily. I believe the last thing I saw happening was Poindexter in the Daredevil costume. At the news office? At the news office. Did that whole thing happen or did he just get there? The, the, the whole thing happened. Okay. That was the end of the episode after that, I believe. Man, how fucking cool was that when he, he throws baton at Foggy and fucking Matt just snatches it out of the air? Oh, God. That whole that whole instance was just ridiculous. Like, I was just, some of the things, like, I, I understand it's bullseye and, like, he, he never misses, but, like, I don't know, like, that's, that's just a little too off the wall, like, okay. him, like, not even knowing where Matt is, but throwing things and it happening to hit him, like, like, when it was, like, bouncing around corners, like, Matt wasn't turning the corner or anything, he was just standing there, just trying to listen, and, like, the thing, like, bounced three times and hit it, and I'm just like... So, I mean, I... To, to be fair, they do tell you basically right away that this this guy has been good at that since he was a kid. Yeah. Because when they when they show those flashbacks when Fisk is reading his file early yeah. on, if you pay attention, like he's sitting there throwing that ball at the same spot, well, yeah, breaking yeah. the brick. Yeah, like that was, and, and that's what happened to his his uh, his coach. Yeah, and he, he like, purposely ricocheted off a fence and killed him. Like it's I, it's just it's cool what they did. I love his backstory. I thought it was really cool what they did to him. They made him a way. They made. Bullseye a way more interesting and I guess tragic character. Yeah, than he ever was in the comics. Yeah, like he is so much better in this show than he's ever been. Yeah, in the he's comics. he's really cool. I hate his name. Oh, Poindexter's great. I, I hate it. it. I hate it. But like, like he gets this awesome introduction. His introduction was so great. Like his first like scene or whatever, and then it's like Agent Poindexter. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like his. And then I had to Google and find out like, that definitely, like, that is one of his aliases, was, is, is Poindexter. I'm like, wow. Like, just wow. Yeah. Uh, his character, there, there is still more to come with that character. Yeah. Um, and there, there's some pretty cool fights between him and Daredevil coming up. Yeah. Too. Like, this season, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe because I've watched so much drama all in a row so consistently that, like, it, this is a very good season, but it's just, I'm not being pulled that much into it. It is a good season, but I do catch myself on my phone a little bit more often. There's a lot of, uh, exposition going on. A lot, a lot more talking in this one than in yeah. previous two, I think. There's not, there's not that much Matt Murdock in it either. Yeah. Like, like he kind of takes a back seat, but at the same time, he actually has a very well done, ca- 
character arc. Yeah. Like, from the beginning to the end of the season, like, he dra- he drastically changes from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And um, I think it's episode 10 or 11. It's just called Karen. Like, that's the episode title. Yeah. That's a really, really good episode. Um, 90% about Karen. Yeah. And I, it's... I'm liking it so far. I, I, I enjoy it. It's, like... I'm I'm very into uh Kingpin. Like he's just Oh he's so, is amazing. He's amazing as that character and that character is done so well and he's written so well that I just I love him. He is the best MCU villain they've had. Absolutely. The, the, I so, I should say the consistently best cuz like Loki was really good in Avengers and yeah. um and the first Thor like he he was good um but, but then you just had too much of him yeah but like and then he then he wasn't a villain anymore and like it was weird and but no like kingpin has been consistently well done and well written every time he's in it yeah and he's been in all three seasons so far so and i mean and, and at least like he was minor in season two yeah so like it wasn't that thing where it's like okay no like this character's in jail he's still a threat but he's not the threat and, and they're doing it Better than, like, because Luke Cage had Mariah as the villain for both seasons, but they did her so poorly that, like, when they introduced a secondary villain, she just, it wasn't worth paying attention to her. Exactly. But what they did with this season where they have the two villains, and you essentially find out that, or essentially, like, Bullseye is working with Kingpin. It's just, like, that works. The way they're doing it and the dynamic just works so well. Also having the- having a villain henchman scenario instead of villain first villain, a villain henchman is by far the best route to go, in my opinion. And they also they do a really good job with all of the like side characters. You have like like Foggy does his thing, Karen's doing her thing. Yeah. You have Matt's story. You have like the priest and the nuns. You've got um like you said, Kingpin and Vanessa and Bullseye. You've got the other FBI agent and Deem and his yeah family. Like, he was a he ended up being a really good character by the end of it too. Yeah, and that's like you look at when I you look at um what's it called uh, Iron not Iron Fist Luke Cage. There's tons of characters, but their stories are just boring. You don't care. Yeah, it all feels disjointed. In in Daredevil. Three seasons in at this point, you care about most of these characters. You care about Karen. You care about Foggy. You care about Matt. And then these side characters, like the priest and the nun, like they they coincide with Matt. So what they're talking about, things they're doing, like it works. All of it works properly together instead of just being each its own thing that's just boring. And I had you have no interest in it. Yeah, there's all. So I'm I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but the end fight like like the final kind of big fight of the season i i think guess it's the last episode um one of the best fights like maybe not choreography wise cuz yeah you, you have those like one shot fights that they've done each season which are just choreographed so well yeah um but like intensity wise and sort of like dramatically probably one of the best fights in the series that single take scene in the prison amazing that one was fucking brutal it was long too like you know that they had some camera tricks to cut it here and there i mean they haven't they didn't do it in the first season i don't know about the second one but and in the first season they did like they were in separate rooms when they were doing the fight so like if there was an issue they would go into that room and cut and fix from there no they 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 confirmed like drew goddard the the showrunner confirmed that was a single shot they used the rooms to swap out stunt doubles oh yeah 
Like that was it. They ne- that they never cut that. They did the whole thing in a single take. But it's just like that. That was a long scene for a single take scene, and it was that was amazing. Like I I love single take stuff like that. Like yeah, episode six of Haunting Hill House. We, we've been we've had stuff going on. Haven't had a chance to watch it. You're the worst. Um, one of Erica's coworkers, who she's friends with, yeah, went to Disney. Yeah. Um, and Saturday night. Um, Erica got a text from her. Um, they have two dogs, and one of them is actually pregnant right now. Okay, and like super pregnant, like she's due in like the first week of November. Yeah. Um, they had her like medic being like medically boarded at like a vet, and apparently like she was there for like a day and a half and didn't go to the bathroom at all. Uh-huh. Like didn't pee or poop or anything, and was just like they couldn't tell if she just because she doesn't. She, the dog never gets walked. Like she just yeah. has a yard to run in. So it was one of those, they don't know if she's just never been on a leash before and doesn't know to go to the bathroom on the leash, or if she was too scared to do it. So Erica ended up going, picking the dog up, and has been staying at their house with the dog. Yeah. So, like, we've, she she comes home for dinner, and we basically watch, like, a quick, like, sitcom that we have, like, on, like, the DVR, and that's it. Yeah. But, like, there's just anything single take. Like, I remember there was an episode of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where she was in... Uh, in the Antarctic, again, fighting against Hydra, where um, Sky was in the Antarctic, fighting against Hydra, and, like, this whole scene was single take. I didn't realize until, like, two days later when I saw it, and I was like, that was an amazing scene. Like, that stuff is just, when yeah. done well, like, like Marvel has been able to do, and, like, it's just, it's, it, it they're amazing. They're mind-blowing. But, yeah, I, I think that the halfway point of Daredevil is actually probably about where it picks up really well, too. So like it was, it's good going leading up to that, but I think the second half of the series is stronger. Yeah. So it's like you're in for a treat. Yeah, I, I'll I'll get into it. I um I think I think it was like I watched what was it like I watched the first episode on Friday. I watched the second episode on Saturday, but Friday and Saturday I only got three hours of sleep, and I was up from seven o'clock in the morning till whatever time I got home. So I watched the second episode, and then halfway through the third, I just passed out. So I had to rewatch most of the third. And then, so I think on Sunday after the Eagles played, I watched three through six. And then my friends were like, hey, we're going to come over for a bit if that's fine. I was like, yeah, sure. And like, like before I started episode six, they're like, the GPS says it will be there in about an hour and 14 minutes. I'm like, all right, yeah, no problem. So I, I watched that one episode and then I stop and I like, I'm like, all right, let me just do stuff. So I, I played. Uh, unravel one and i played that for like an hour and they never showed up and then i stop and just like I'm did they too- just not show up they didn't show up until like three hours later because they had to stop somewhere else and pick something up and those friends of ours were like hey here's some pie eat some pie hey play this game with us and they never got around to text like yeah we're running really behind or oh man i'm <laughs> sure they could have even been like hey why don't you just come over to matt and jenna's and i would have been right over but it's fine. We we eventually. Um, I like. I played. I think it was the first three. Ep- uh, uh, first two or three levels of Unravel. Okay. It's a very beautiful game. Like I, I like it. I need to like. It's it's a platformer type thing, and I'm just, I'm never really that good at those. That one had some weirdness with physics too. Like the the physics stuff that they were trying to do didn't always work well. Yeah. Which then made the game harder than it should have it- been. It's the, like, the, like, my biggest issue is controlling the yarn lasso. Cause there was one point, and this is in the second level, 
when you're underneath the dock and you have to like you go under the dock and then you climb up and then you have to lasso over to the other end of the dock and then get over that there was one point where like I would always let go of the lasso at the right time, but then I would throw the lasso and it would drop down to the point underneath me, which a wave is coming in and I would drown almost immediately. Yeah. And it's just like some of that stuff's a little frustrating, but overall, like the game is just beautiful. And, and I like that. I like, I, I'm enjoying like learning how they're doing the story. Like I wasn't expecting it to be like one of those games where you're in the house and then you're going through the memories of the person or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's a little, it's a little like sad. Yeah. Um, I, I like lonely, it so f- not sad. Lonely. Yeah, it is, and I think that's why Unravel Two has the second person in it. It make it gives it a different feel. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game. It's neat. It's very beautiful. Like I've said forty five times, and I'm gonna try to play more of it. But we'll, I think this weekend is actually a fairly free weekend for me for once. So I might get a lot of time to just sit down and play games or whatever, or just lots of hookers and blow. That's every weekend, no matter what. So. Mostly hookers, less blow. Uh, blows a little... I mean, if he did blow, he would have all the time in the world to play video games. Yeah. That's true. Wouldn't be going to sleep. And, and blow's kind of pricey, I think. I, I don't really, I, I do not do drugs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't get hookers. I don't know the price of these things. Well, cutting that little bit out. <laughs> Just cut the... Don't. <laughs> yeah. I hookers. <laughs> That's what no, gonna... you said I don't get hookers, so it's I get hookers. I know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how I know how much that costs. Yeah, all I have to do is cut out that word don't a few times, and that's your sentence becomes very different. That's the thing. You're not gonna, because I've told you before, like, hey, leave this silence in. It'll make it funny. And you're like, it is, yeah, but... It is objectively easier for me to cut don't a few times if I write down the timestamp than it is to leave a block of silence. Especially when he has a thing that auto-cuts out all the silence to remember to leave one specific set of songs. Then I have, to, I have to run that script twice instead of just once. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Yours. No. Any, anything else though? Um, nothing of note as far as I can think of. My niece's first birthday was on Saturday, so it was just it's been a crazy hectic couple of days. Understandable. Yeah. And then Eagles played in uh, in London at nine thirty in the morning. So it was nine forty five. It was probably the time kickoff actually happened. Yeah, yeah sure. It, start time was supposed to be 9.30. I thought start time was actually listed as 10. No. No. It was 9.30. I, so, I got PlayStation View for a week. Did you? Yeah, because I tried doing Hulu, but you can't set up Hulu TV on, like, on the app. You have to go online onto the to set it up. So, I was like, screw it. PlayStation View, free week trial, boom, works. And like I said, from what I hear, Hulu TV's interface is really bad. Yeah, I, I, I have a few friends that have it, and it, I, we don't often watch TV when I'm at their place anyway, so, but anytime I have, we have watched TV, it didn't seem that, that I, bad. I've heard good things about View, though, and like, yeah. like I said to you, like, I know YouTube's good. Yeah. View, View has a good interface. That's just, I don't really feel like shoving out that 45, 50 bucks a month. 40. 40, yeah. I don't feel like shoving that. And if I did, my things I did this week would be even less because I would end up putting on the Food Network and watching that for an entire week straight. So that's the one benefit, YouTube, no Food Network. That's that's why YouTube isn't worth it. Honestly, like it it was actually it was hard to decide which one to go with because I think PlayStation has Food Network. Yeah, and so does Hulu. Neither of them have like 
True TV or AMC, though? I'm pretty sure PlayStation has True TV. But it was one of those, like, like I, we were comparing them all, and when it came down to it, it was like, we'd rather have AMC or a Food Network because there are more shows on AMC we watch I, regularly. I know PlayStation View has AMC, because that's how I watched the first episode of Walking Dead last year, and it was even, yeah. it still saved in my favorites. And I'm pretty sure I saw Impractical Jokers on my... Those might not have been the, the right two stations, but it was one of those, like, Hulu didn't have AMC at the time. Yeah. And then PlayStation didn't have something, but YouTube did, and it was like, all right, well, we'd rather have these two over these ones, and we only really watch one Food Network show, and that's Food Network Star. I really and only watch Food Network. See, like, I stopped putting that on a long time ago because all the shows are bad. They have, like, two good shows. Well, it's it's 23 hours of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That's the problem. And then it's an hour of whatever their new Food Network Star Cake-Off Chopped show is. Yeah, like, those shows are generally entertaining. It's like their cooking shows aren't good anymore. Because the people that do it aren't, like, there's, like, three good ones. But, like, the people that are good at that do the competition shows now. They don't do the cooking shows. Yeah, because, I mean, that's why their cooking shows are now on... Cooking channel. Channel, yeah, the cooking channel. But I do want to rewatch Good Eats. I don't know if that's ever going to be on Netflix or whatever, but... I think it is on Netflix. Or it's not the whole series, but it's, like, volumes of it. But there is still, like, a bunch of episodes. Oh, no, they have the new Good Eats series. Oh, yeah, like, the the new... Isn't it a web series? I no, have... it's on Cooking Channel. Oh, it is yeah. on Cooking Channel. Okay. But yeah. uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. Right. Um. So, I I mean, I finished Daredevil, but I'm not going to spoil that for Good. you. Um, other than Snape killed Dumbledore. You Daredevil know, wins? You're a douche. Um, I watched... So, I watched this new show. It's an anime. It's called Asterisk War. Okay. It sounded cool and it looked cool. Ended up not it's not as cool as it should have been. Yeah, that happens sometimes with anime. So the biggest problem is there's way, way too much fan service. Like to the point where like it kind of ruins the show. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like the concept is cool. Like the concept is I mean it's it's a pretty standard concept. Um something happened like years ago and people now have some sort of like ability. Yeah. So, it's in kind of the future. I think it's on supposed to be on Earth, but it's, like, several, like, generations in the future. Yeah. And, like, younger people have these, like, abilities. And if you have the abilities, you go to, like, a special school. And at the special school, it's basically encouraged that you beat each other up. Okay. Um, And it's, like, this whole big deal where, like, like you, you battle each other in the school, like, through sanctioned duels. And then you can also battle each other at other schools. And there's big competitions that if you win the the big competition um you can basically get anything you want like you you basically get a wish yeah um and it's very much like the main character is like your like standard like overpowered character like the like the main kid from sword art online yeah only he's got he his his sister basically um sealed his power so it causes him physical pain to use it okay so it's one of those, like, yeah, he's super powerful, but he can only use it for, like, two minutes before he pl- passes out from the pain. Yeah. So, like, at least that, like, reels it in a little bit and makes him have to... Like, a few times he's gone into fights and people are like, why don't you just use your thing? He's like, because I'm going to pass out, so I might as well just do it smart rather than do it quick. Yeah. Um, And, like, some of the characters are really interesting, but it's a lot of female characters that they just, you know purposely show them like getting changed or wearing something too tight and like they like 
do that thing where like they purposely hover on stuff like when that happens and like yeah that was that was like high school of the dead like there was an entire like half an episode where it was just them in a house in the bath and it was most of the girls that it was showing and i'm like i could do without this episode and give me the rest of the anime and, and like yeah there were some panty shots i was just like i i could not watch that show like in quotes public like in like my living room or whatever but like it was a good show it's just the fan service did it a disservice yeah exactly and that's that's kind of like this one i've watched like four or five episodes of it and i don't know if i'm gonna keep watching it because it was one of those things i just kind of like let five episodes run yeah but one of the one of the the last ones i watched it was like the main character and and one of the females like basically fall into a cave yeah and they're doing that, like, normal, like, anime thing where, like, their clothes are soaked, so they have them hanging, and they're, like, sitting away from each other, like, looking in the other direction. Yeah. But, like, they're both just in their underwear, because that's what they do. But, like, all the shots at that point are, like, backed up, and they're sitting in such a way that they're both basically covering themselves up entirely. Yeah. So it's, like, you know they're not wearing all their clothes, but they're not making it obvious. Yeah. And then they're, like, all right, so... the this scene is actually well done. Like, like they're having like a moment, like they're talking about things. Like it's like, it's good character development. And then they have like that, like weird exchange where like they both turn around and they have to like freeze frame it on like the girl, like close up on her to show that she's just wearing her underwear and like freeze frame it there for a second before you have them both get all embarrassed and like run away. And it's like, that's completely unnecessary. Yeah. like Like you ruined what was otherwise a good two and a half minute scene for garbage and that's that's a big problem of some anime it's like yeah. they try to because because nerds are ridiculous they try to go for that not actually it's not because nerds are ridiculous because japan they try to go for that fan service of like the panty shots and the stuff like that to to get away with that stuff and it's just like you, you do disservice to an otherwise good thing and it it makes it uncomfortable to watch to older people people like 30 year old guys like us and like to be fair like i never thought that stuff was interesting and like some some of the shows that i've seen that like ended up being really like good shows like like story-wise and everything like we're definitely hurt because of all that yeah Mm -hmm. it's like you know people can look like people and just be completely clothed and you can still have an interesting show yeah like it's like i will never like like i said like i would love to rewatch high school of the dead but it just it makes me feel so gross watching it because of the fan service. Is that the one where the girls are fighting zombies in like a school? Everybody is fighting zombies. Like there's girls and guys. Like, oh, okay. Well, there's a new show that I've seen people talk about online that is like I guess the students are the zombies in it or something like that. I forget. It's it's literally like new. Like it's airing right now. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know. I haven't seen it, but and like High School of the Dead ended in such like a way where they could have kept going with it, but. I haven't bothered to look into see if there's n- any new episodes because I'm like, I just, I feel dirty watching it and I don't want to feel, like, I don't want to feel weird sitting in my living room watching a show because of what, the, like, a lot of the stuff they show on screen. Like, yeah, like this, luckily, like, I, like, I don't feel dirty or weird. It's just more of like a, it, they literally do it in such a way that, like, it's breaking the story. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that's, like, people are having, like, these interesting moments, and then you break it for, like, a shot of somebody's boobs. Yeah. And it's like, why? 
why bother with that? Why not just have your story actually be a decent story? Because they're sitting there thinking, oh, the people who are watching, they're getting bored with this exposition. So let's just up boobs right there. Yep. Even like like in the first episode, there was like a cool like fight scene, and then like the main character like d- like like tackles the the person he's fighting to like bl- like stop her from getting shot by something, and like it then transitions into a oh your hand is on my boob scene yeah and it's like it's it's one of those anime tropes that are in yeah. like everything exactly and, and that's why um uh, my hero academia is so good because the creator hates those tropes yeah that's why like they've even mentioned it in the anime like uh um um grapehead he he is the pervy character yeah but he's also a very intelligent smart character and at one point they were like you're the pervy guy you're not supposed to be smart like they make fun of right because he he beats the the girl that um the the hero that pulls like the stuff off and like pheromones put people yeah, sleep he, or whatever uh I, I can't even remember the triple x hero is all yeah i don't remember I, what her name uh, is midnight miss midnight something like that yeah it's just like those common anime tropes like they need to go away like they need to just start focusing on the story and the animation and not be like show me boobs cuz like i don't i don't need that like, i mean the at least like other than a couple of characters like i think there's like there's been like two characters so far like at least most of the characters are drawn in human proportions yeah <laughs> like i i've seen two characters that were just like that's just that's stupid like why why yeah um but yeah, like it's a shame because like I am interested in like what the story's doing, but if it, they just keep breaking that by doing like stupid shit, it's not worth the time to watch it. You might want to look into checking out the manga and seeing if like it'd be an easier read than I don't watching wa- it. No, because the the difference is like like watching, I don't have to pay attention to the whole thing. I can be doing other stuff while I'm watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like reading anything, like that kind of has to have your whole attention. Yeah. Um. But yeah, other than that. Um, I finished the DLC for Spider-Man, the heist stuff. Um, little, little short. It, to do everything in it, it's about two and a half to three hours. Um, in doing that, I also finally got the platinum. Nice. Nice. Because, um, part of the, so the DLC is the story stuff with the black cat. Okay. It also adds, um, new challenge missions, which are screwball instead of taskmaster now. And I kind of liked those missions a little bit better. They were a little more, they were more goofy than they were just tedious. Yeah. Um, and then they added um, more criminal things, like we have to just go beat up criminals in certain districts. But it was at least on a slightly smaller scale. It wasn't all of Manhattan. It was just a few like sections of Manhattan. Okay. And then they added um, a an art thief thing where you had to track down the the stolen paintings of the original Black Cat, um, not Felicia Hardy. Okay. Um, and it actually like ties into the story. And that that one like the the idea of like finding the paintings were trivial. Like as soon just like everything else in the game, like, it's on your map, and as soon as you get near it, you get, like, a radar pointing you to exactly where it's at. Yeah. So, like, all of that is super easy, but it was a cool, like, it was a cool cool way to kind of, like, expunge the story about the former Black Cat and, like, what they were doing in that story. Yeah. And you kind of find out, like, a little bit more about Spider-Man's history with Felicia Hardy's Black Cat. Um, And I think, like, just the way they did all that was really good. Um. Some of the conversations between Pete and Mary Jane during that, because, like, they basically tell you in this that, like, Spider-Man dated Black Cat at one point, and MJ is not, you know, thrilled with that. Yeah. But, um, I think they did a really good job with the Black Cat character. They made her both 
a shitty person and a not shitty person at the same time to the point where like you really don't know if she's shitty or not okay <laughs> okay um and yeah like it it was a good two and a half hours of my time i wish it was longer but at least there's two more coming i think there's like one in november and one in december okay um and it's all going to be part of like the same story like this ends on just a straight cliffhanger so oh that's cool yeah um otherwise i did play a new game well, not a new game, a new game for me. Um, so that Red Dead Redemption's real popular right now. Uh huh. So I tried Red Dead Redemption, the okay. original. Um, I don't like it. What are you, uh, what are you playing it on? 360. Okay. Um, I, I have it. I must have bought it years ago and it's just been <laughs> sitting on my shelf. Um, so it's from 2010. Right. Yeah. So like, things are not going to be what I'm used to necessarily, but, um, the controls are bad. And apparently Rockstar still can't fucking figure out how to, control games um riding a horse is really bad i can't remember the last time i rode a horse in a game and i hated it as much as i hate riding a horse in this game okay um shooting is not very good either um especially cover shooting so this came out in 2010 that means mass effect and gears of war and uncharted have all already had at least one game <laughs> i think in, in most cases they've all had two um cover shooting in this game in, unless i missed a tooltip and i'm hitting a wrong button sucks because you actually have to, you can't just hold down the aim button to pop up. You actually have to just pop up and stand there and get shot at or tap it again to go back down. Like, there's not a good, like, just pop up and shoot and then go back down. Um, and, yeah, the controls are all over the place. You have to mash the A button to run. That sounds like a Rockstar game. Yeah, which yeah. isn't fun. It's even worse on a horse because your horse just won't run at, like, a consistent speed. Um, yeah, like... So far, the story is about the only thing I've found even mildly interesting in about two and a half, three hours. And even that, it's like, there is too much garbage going on here for me to really care about this story. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a little bit more and see if, like, it does click with me at all. But, like, I've never enjoyed Rockstar games. Like, I enjoyed I enjoyed goofing around in Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. Yeah, like... I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. I was one of those people in Grand Theft Auto where I would play for a little while, maybe do a mission or two or a side mission or whatever, but then eventually I would just get so bored to where I would start following the rules of the road. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm just like, I, I, I'm not having fun with this game. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, so then I try to have fun by not playing the game the way they intended you to play it. And I'm like, it's just, it's just not my type of thing. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, I, I understand why people like those games. There is nothing wrong with liking them if you like no. them. No. It's not like Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those things, like, I just... It, it, if, if Red Dead Redemption 2 is more tedious than this game is, I don't think I could even begin to play that game for more than five minutes before I, was, I just threw it the fuck out. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, nothing... So far, nothing about this game has been enough to make me want to even consider ever playing the sequel. And I like that's a shame because, like, some of the stuff I hear about Red Dead Redemption 2 is like, oh, you know what? That actually sounds neat. Like, the same. Like, the way things can just spiral out of control actually seem really cool. One of the coolest things I heard about Red Dead Redemption 2 is you can turn off the minimap. That's a lie. Is, no, it's not. Where um, NPCs give you more directions? Is it? That's a lie. Is it? Yeah. Okay, because I know I, you can turn off the HUD. Three, You can turn off the HUD, but you do not get more directions. People still tell you the exact same thing. Okay. Um, I saw multiple people in games media tweet about that and then get corrected by people that worked on the game. 
Okay. That's or, right. or even people like in games media literally tested it. Like they're like, yeah, someone said this. I turned it off. They said the same thing to me. How that. did how did that start as a thing then? People are stupid, and they probably they probably didn't talk to a person, and then they turned off their HUD and talked to them, and found out that the person said, "Oh yeah, the town is just over yonder," and they thought like, "Oh wow, they must have only said that because I turned off my mini map." Okay. When in actuality, they said the same thing no matter what. Yeah. Well, but, there went the one thing I was interested in, so fuck that game. But even then, like, some, some <laughs> no. of just, like, the weird shit that can happen if, like, like all of just the random things that are constantly going on seem cool, but the game just seems way too tedious. Yeah, uh, well, and so reading, I mean, granted, it was only one review that I read, some of the random stuff isn't quite as random as you would hope it is. Like, you never show up at the end of a train robbery. Like, you'll get there as it's happening to be able to stop it. Yeah. You never missed it, even though the game is supposedly this, like, clockwork thing that is the life is happening in the game as it's going on. It doesn't seem like you will miss things entirely. Yeah, but, you know, I, I uh, what was I listening? I was listening to something. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about the, the horse. And I guess, like, the, the person that was talking had but only... balls can shrink. <laughs> well, they had only ever used the original horse you get, like, the, the real shitty one. Okay. But they got, like, a, su- a really good bond with it. And they just thought that, like, the horse couldn't die. Like, they thought that, like, the bond was so high that, like, the horse was just invincible. And they saw a train coming. And they thought they could fucking jump the train with the horse. And they proceeded to try and jump the train with the horse. Fell off the horse, and the horse got hit by the train. Oh, so then they went over thinking that, like, in any other game, like, you walk over to, like, your, like, dead horse and, like, you pet it a few times and it springs back to life. And no, it was just fucking dead. It was dead on the railroad tracks. And now all those hours of time spent bonding with that horse are just out the fucking window. Or, like, the fact that, like, I've seen I've seen videos where somebody accidentally punches their horse and the horse turns around and kicks them dead. Like, literally just, like, turns around and just, like, two leg kicks them in the fucking sternum. Like, that's awesome. If you punch a horse, that horse should kick you in the sternum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that Red Dead Redemption is for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. Rockstar's games aren't for me either. Yeah. So. And it, so it is like neat that if you punch the horse, the horse will kick you back, but it sucks that sometimes you'll do that just because of how the controls are yeah. stiff and not bad. Yeah. Bad and over mapped over each other. Like I saw someone talk about how he got on his horse and, or tried to get on his horse, but accidentally shot his gun instead because the buttons are like the same thing and whatnot or whatever it was. But the controls fucked up part of his game. It made an interesting thing also happen, but fucked him up for a little bit because the controls. Yeah. I mean, that's again, like I realize the Red Dead Redemption is eight years old at this point, but like, it controls really bad. Yeah. Like, I semi-recently played the first two Uncharted. I have the Nathan Drake collection. And, like, those predate this. Well, I guess Grand Theft, or Grand Theft Auto. Uncharted 2 came out in 2010 also, I believe. Um, But, like, both of them control better. Like, maybe not a ton better, because Uncharted 1 didn't control awesome. But still, controls better, shoots better, cover shoots better. Like, everything about that game is better. Yeah. And, like, I just don't get it. Um, it's, it's not as open. Like I'll give it that. Like like this game is open, but yeah. I I mean I never played any of the Red Dead. Red- I I'm not any. I never played Red Dead Redemption. I'm not saying I'm not interested in the new one, but I don't care about Grand Theft Auto, and I generally don't 
care about Rockstar. So maybe I might try to rent it at some point, but I'm just, I, I don't, I, I have no, I have zero to no interest. Yeah. I mean, I know, I don't remember when I bought Red Dead Redemption, but I know I bought it long enough ago and on some sort of sale that I basically paid no money for it. Cause it was like used at a game. So yeah, like it was one of those lists. Like people have always said, this is a good game. Maybe I'll check this out some point. Mm-hmm. And I waited until the sequel came out to even like install it. But yeah, that that's all I got. So I think, uh, I think that's a show. I think so. Um, two things. Thing number one, there's going to be a documentary on Netflix called dogs. It's about dogs. I can't wait to watch it. It's a, it comes out in November 17th. I believe is a release date. I saw the trailer for it the other day. It looks adorable. And other thing, and by all means, cut this out if you want to. Today, as of recording, is, uh, what is today's date? The, the 30th. November, it's December 30th. A week from today, which is st- October 30th. I am <laughs> out of it. I don't know why I've just recently, but a week from today, which is six days from the day it was released, is election day in the United States. Please, anybody who listens, who lives in the United States, vote. Make an informed vote. Anyone who can legally vote. Yeah, anyone who can yeah, legally yeah, vote. Maybe even, yeah. There are there are sources that you can use. Um, isideWith.com is a good one that you can go. You can fill out a questionnaire. They can give you ideas of who maybe you would go along with. You can do research on that site. Make an informed decision and go out and vote. Make Try to make a change in this country, at least. Stop telling people what to do. I, I'm just God. urging. I'm urging people what to do. Uh, also this weekend is Extra Life. There you go. Yeah, uh, we're not planning on doing anything, but all the other major places are, and go watch some fun streams and donate some money to kids in hospitals. It looks like Giant Bomb is going for six days. (laughs) They're starting Wednesday morning and going until Tuesday morning. Jeez. Yeah. Because it's basically, it's 24 hours of Dave Lang, um... 24 hours, or... No, 12 hours of Giant Bomb East. Uh, four- I just had it open. 14 hours of Matt Pasquale, which will probably all be Dota. <laughs> uh, no, tw- it, it would probably be um, PUBG. Oh, yeah, all right. He's on to PUBG now. You're right. Uh, 24 hours of Giant Bomb West. Uh, 24, 24 hours, hours of Will Smith. Smith. The, the From Tested, uh, not the actor but maybe the actor who knows he could show up i don't know if will smith and will smith have become friends that'd be kind of cool then 24 hours of alex navarro uh just playing rock band drums drew is on there for 12 hours uh and then 12 hours of uh danny o'dwyer yeah that's a that's a lot of streams yeah i know there's a bunch of other ones happening over the weekend too yeah um, like i know GameSpot usually does one i don't know when they will do theirs um, kind of funny doing this weekend, or uh, yeah, kind of funny. I think does theirs on Saturday. Okay. Um, I think th- I think they normally do twenty four hours of like their crew, and then they use their channel to um, what's that thing you do? Um, hosts other community members. Okay. Channels, kind of like Giant Bomb does, where like there's always that like second feed in the chat of like other yeah. pe- like team members. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if IGN's ever done them. I don't really pay attention enough to IGN's oh, yeah, like video either. stuff for that, but I know I know Gamespot usually does one in November because they usually bounce. They do like twenty four hours in San, or they'll do like twelve hours in San Francisco, and then like twenty four in Australia and twelve in London, and then they'll finish it up with another twelve in San Francisco. But I don't know. 
I don't know if that's what they're doing or not. Neither do I. But yeah, so that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with something else, probably, I'm sure. No. Next week's nothing special, right? Podcast is over. Fine, you're off. Me and Cobble keep doing it. Uh, nothing. We've next got week is unplugged in a month. Next week is no episodes. Next week is November first. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll be back next week. If you want to find more of our stuff in the meantime, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can help us out by supporting us at Patreon.com/slash-onequest. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, etc., 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 or just download us off your favorite app. I like Podcast Addict. Um, we're on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline. We are at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email at social at one-quest.com. Yeah, that'll do it. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye.